everybody, Jimmy Pardo here. Never not funny right around the corner. But first, dig this. Mac Weldon's the way to go. What you're wearing right now, I got news for you, brother. Mac Weldon's better. Mac Weldon is a Weldon. Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, simple shopping. Not only do Mac Weldon's underpants, socks, shirts look good. They perform well, too. Am I not allowed to say underpants? No, I'm more than allowed. Encouraged, in fact. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are uh, naturally, I I just said I could say underpants and then chose not to. They're naturally antimicrobial. That, of course, means they eliminate odor, a word that none of us knew until, let's call it, two and a half years ago. Here's what Mack Weldon offers you. If you don't like the first pair, keep it. They're still going to refund you, no questions asked. I like the Mack Weldon. I I, uh, wore a Mack Weldon t-shirt just yesterday in a photo shoot. The uh, the photographer uh, raved about how good it looked on camera. So maybe you want to just look that great as you're walking around your everyday life and not a big hot shot like Jimmy Pardo. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Enter promo code Pardo at checkout. MacWeldon.com, enter promo code Pardo to get 20% off your first order. But now here is 100% of Never Not Funny. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. A fistful of dullard. <laughs> Don't thaw the ice. Cocaine. Then you got the yellows. Here come the yellows. <laughs> Look, I'm not the best gay. Twelve years in, baby. Lucy and Goosey. Live on tape. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody, indeed. Yes, welcome into the program, episode 2323 of the, uh, the award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny, your favorite podcast. I don't know if that's true. Probably listen to a lot of them. I'm sure for some of you it's your favorite. And why wouldn't it be? We've been here a long time. We know what we're doing. We're not some ragtag team just trying to get it together out of the playground. Right? We didn't just go walk out there and start picking up squads. Hey, throw a bat at each other. Uh, hey, who are you going to pick, right? We got the guys in here we want. And Elliot. Now, <laughs> that's unfair. That's unfair, Garen. We like having Elliot here. It's the listener that doesn't. Um, that's not true. Everybody, of course, any live show always says, uh, hey, I know you guys are always teasing, but I enjoy Elliot. Uh, yeah, they want they want us to bring these guys with us. And yeah. It's too and expensive. Too expensive. Financially, I, I it doesn't work. It. Yeah. I w- you know, here's the, the truth is, I wish it did. If everybody wish, who feels that way could tell 10 people to listen to our show every week, then maybe we'd be successful enough to be able yeah, to afford that. That's the, but uh, until then, no. Yeah, we don't... Uh, What's the number of the episode? It's 2323. The Double Jordan. Hey! <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say. I, call, I, of course, call that the Double Sandberg. Oh, sure. Ryan, Ryan Sandberg. Sandberg. Mm-hmm. I only know that because of you. <laughs> I think he's number 23. I believe he was. Because I think I remember at one point, like some Sox fan, some one of those Cub hating Sox fans said, even Michael Jordan's kid's favorite player is Ryan. Your favorite number 23 is Ryan Sandberg. Hmm. Like, wait, that doesn't. That's no. an insult on Michael Jordan. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why, wait, hang on. Even Ryan Sandberg's, even yeah, Ryan uh, Sandberg's kid's favorite number 23 is, is Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. That's Way more sense. And that's, that makes a lot more sense. And that's likely true. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be your dad. 
I don't know. It depends on what sport you like better. But Michael Jordan was a god. I mean, he was. So was Ryan Sandberg. I mean, he's not Michael Jordan. Please. Yeah. But like, in Chicago, Ryan Sandberg was a god. And he also was one of the best players in baseball for a while. You know who else in Chicago was a god? Michael Jordan. <laughs> I know. You're right. It's a right city. It's, uh, what, here's what's weird to me. I don't know how, where you fall on this. Uh, LeBron James is also number 23. Oh, the king. Now, do you think, like, if you were coming up and you're like, I'm going to be the greatest, would you want a number that no other great guy ever had? No, I would I would say, you know who my favorite player was growing up? Now, is that true? Was, was Michael Jordan, like, an inspiration to him? I, I, I've i never really heard him say that, although, I I mean, he, he must have been on some level. Because I would, if I wasn't playing for the Bulls, because I'm sure they retired that number, yeah. um, I would say... You, you want your hero's number. I want number. my hero's number, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean... It's 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 unique to American sports, I think, in some ways, because in soccer, there's so many like it's more positional, like the 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 number 10 is usually like the the guy who's like the he's like a midfield like scoring threat guy. Like and so many people have had 10 that it's like it's not like, oh, you can't touch that. Like, it's like, no, you want the 10. You want to be 10. But then I don't know. Ronaldo mixed that up. He's like seven, I think. Ronaldo screwed it all up, my guy. Ronaldo. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I just mean like it's. I just think like Kobe had eight, and there. I don't think there was another like huge number eight before him. Bob Cozy. First of all, his name's Cousy. Was Cousy number eight? I don't know what number he was. No, I just wanted. To, <laughs> I a just wanted to pick an old timey player and then screwed it up by getting the name wrong. Yeah, Bob Cousy. Actually, D. Brown might have been eight on the Celtics in the 90s. You know, I had an idea that I wanted to pitch around town and no production company was interested in doing this with me was uh, a show called By the Numbers. Uh And it was basically just that where you would go number eight and then you would talk about the great number eights in sports. Oh, that's a cool. Whether it be baseball, football. Yeah, yeah. So it could be uh, different. It's a mix of things. Number 34, like Walter Payton and then Jack. uh, And then even maybe there's like a guy like, uh, and you know, uh, uh, oh, who's the guy that was supposed to be great? He was uh, played for the Cardinals. JD, uh, JD, uh, damn it, he has a brother too. JD, J- JD Drew. Uh, Salinger's uh, not a great ball player. Uh, JD Drew, like a guy who, like, if he had a number, it's like, and here's a guy that we, uh, number right. 22, who we all thought was going to be great. Yeah. Uh, or you could just pick, like, this dude was a work uh, workhorse, you know, yeah. like, he never big star, but like super important, uh, you know positional player yeah I, I was told by production companies all over the town uh eh, nobody's interested in that and i, I disagree i'm interested I, I think it's a neat idea it is what i mean of all the garbage they do on espn every like every permutation of four people in four different <laughs> screens <laughs> right yelling at each other with buzzers and shit like they couldn't do that too apparently not so in in this series jimmy mm-hmm. are you going to start at double zero well, and see, then work that, your way up. That's the other question. Do you start at double zero and then go uh, number one, or do you have to say? I think you bounce around, don't you? Uh, I think you'd, I think you'd have to for ratings purposes because yeah. if you're oh boy seven's coming up, there's really nothing on seven or whatever. Seven's actually a pretty good number. Yeah, Mickey Mantle number, of course, Ronaldo. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> is there a bad number? Seventy-two. Because it's certain. Some, by the way, seventy-two is Carlton Fisk, so it's not a oh, bad number. Weird. When he played for the uh, Red Sox, he was seventy-two. When he played for the White Sox, twenty-seven. Now. At, could be the other way around. As as you go up, as you change sports, like basketball goes up to what forty or something, or no? There there are there have been players with ninety nine, but other than ninety nine, there aren't a lot of numbers above forty. Whereas in some football teams, I know I think college sports does this. I don't know if yeah. pro does. You can have three digits. 
I've I've never seen that on the pro level. But, I've never seen it on the pro level either. Uh, but also, I should say football is a little like soccer in that the number, the range, number range is does the position. correlate to the position a little the football bit. Football does, yes, yeah, correct. Yeah. So uh, running backs are always in the 30s or usually in the 30s, mm-hmm. sometimes the 20s. Quarterbacks are in the teens. Well, the one time they went to number seven was when Ronaldo played uh, football. <laughs> Actually, some quarterbacks are, have been to single digit too, so I don't know. It's it's not. Uh, oh, I guess Sing, it's not a Because single digits are mostly kickers, right? Oh, pardon me. I, I think that's right. Yeah, I think the kicker is usually like a one. Growing up, I remember a lot of uh, quarterbacks being single digits. A lot of. Uh, yeah. Maybe but but that, Avellini with the uh, with the Bears. But then, like, wasn't Montana like sixteen or something? And I, I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't know. I, again, seems I, familiar. I was turned down by a production house. I didn't go <laughs> far enough into the research. Well, it's because you didn't work hard enough on it. You should have had a ready. You should have had like you know a few episodes in your pocket. I, the episodes write themselves. <laughs> An- another question, Jimmy. Hmm. How wide do the sports go? Are we gonna? Are we doing shuffleboard and and uh, and like other kind of sports that so may have one thing being shuffled right now? That's you out of this fucking deck. <laughs> that's the worst question in the there's world. No numbers and shuffleboard. I don't know, but this, there's no, gotta be. We're not going wide. We're not going cricket. So we're, so we're talking. We're talking hockey, basketball. Yeah. Got to do soccer, football, uh, baseball. Anything else? I'm not sure you do have to do soccer in the United States, honestly. Well, I think I think I think you know what I think you do. I think like when, when you, it comes up, like when, you, every like Pele, Pele had a number. Pele, you know, right? You, you know, know what it was? Ten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was uh, that one. I actually knew. Yeah. Um, and I know because I know that uh, Ronaldo picked seven out of respect to Pele. That was the reason behind that. <laughs> but Messi is a ten. Mm. Lionel Messi. Goddamn right he is. Who's, I like. Uh, he's my favorite. Very, very pleasing to the eye. <laughs> he's a ten, no question. He's a boat Derek ten. He is a good looking guy. Uh, so the answer is no. We're, we're, we'd go with your American, your, all right, your top sports. Okay. Okay. That have numbers. Sure. Right. I, like I don't know if shuffleboard has numbers. So I'm... again, not an option. We're not doing shuffleboard. <laughs> what about ca- like what about like pool? Nobody pool cares has about Stan. Pool? Why are you picking sports that don't have jer- numbers on jerseys? I, well, there's numbers on the on the on the balls. Great. Though. Then my favorite's the eight. You, you want to do an episode about the, the, the nine ball? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe you could throw in a thing where it's like, here's the six different nine ball games. No, I'm not doing that. What are you looking at me like that, Jimmy? If you want to do a, a little throw to, hey, you know how they picked the, the colors and the stripes for balls? Let's do that for five seconds. That, that could be like a little throwaway transitional thing. I yeah. wouldn't mind maybe an opening graphic of if it's number nine, you got a guy hitting the thing and then the ball nine rolls into it, yeah. into camera. Oh, there you go. If you if you insist on putting billiards into this, have we already wor- we've already put more thought into this than you did when you <laughs> pitched it, didn't, you? didn't we? Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> I just didn't. Uh, you didn't commit uh, quarterback numbers to memory. That's exactly right. I, I had them on a piece of paper. Understandable. Where I would say, that, right. for remember this, you know, you know, got this, and for this, mm-hmm. you got this, and you know, I said basically for every any number that has like a guy that you want to talk about, there are at least three other players for that number that are mm-hmm. worth talking about. Yeah. There very rarely was there a you know that that guy was number seventeen, and it's like, oh shit, there's no other great seventeen. Yeah. Very rarely was that the case. You know, it would be difficult but interesting. A, a, a version of that would be, and this is would be very hard. But do that. But you get like it's a talk show with the three guests. It's like a, wow. a panel discussion with three people who had the same with number. The three seventeens. Yeah. Again, seventeen was. I made that. <laughs> Uh, uh, Rick, you know, Rick Fox was number seven. Well, the, the downside of that though is like uh, a lot of them are dead. Yeah, I know. That's why it'd be hard. But yeah. you could get a current a current uh, player, even if they're not super famous. I'm not bringing them on. 
This is not a. But but how, like, why did you pick that number? How do you feel about the fact that you have the same number as this? What if you got person? a medium to come on <laughs> and talk to those numbers? It's not a bad idea. People. Yeah, it's not a bad that idea. Kid on E. Mm-hmm. Who? A Hollywood medium on E. Come on in, talk to. You know, uh, I apologize, Garen. I'm not a housewife. What, what, what show are you talking about? <laughs> that show where the, that kid talks to famous people about the people who've died. In their oh, lives. is that right? That yeah. actually sounds kind of interesting. It is. Interesting. Is it? I mean, it's a grift, I guess. Yeah, it's but a it's crock of shit. It's <laughs> Why is that fun? Yeah, but don't you want to hear what uh, what a, what Snooki? one fucking con artist thinks up in his head? Yeah, I want to hear that. I do. I want to hear what you, what's he thinking? <laughs> Isn't that this whole show? What does Carol Lombard have to say through this guy's thoughts? <laughs> sounds fascinating to me. Uh, all right, listen, thank you to everybody that came to San Francisco, came to playing games, came to uh, to Never Not Funny. We thank all the fans that came, those, those that came to both shows, those that couldn't do that. We appreciate the the one that you chose. Uh, thank you to Lauren Ash and John Russ Bowie as well, and Adam Levin for uh, being Garen for a day. Yeah. Did a great job. Did. Shared a lot. Shared a lot, and was very funny. It was very funny. And thanks to all the everyone who watched the VR thing. We got a lot of great feedback about the the playing games in VR. Uh, the company was very excited about it, and yeah, I, I think people enjoyed it. I wonder if any never enough funny fans watched that. Yeah, I wonder what the overlap is. New people that had never didn't know why it was happening. Do you know anyone with a VR headset? I, I think I got the sense that maybe Garen has a PlayStation one. Do you have? One? Yeah, I have the PlayStation one. Yeah, we, it wasn't on there. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, it was not on there. Like, I, I had it been on there, I would have. Yeah excited but I, I don't know anyone who owns an oculus or a next vr i have a joseph friend of the show joseph limbaugh has the uh the less expensive oculus whatever that okay was called so he could have watched it yeah it, it was you could have watched it on any oculus uh, apparently uh it looked pretty cool we did a little test prior where i got to you know watch the uh, uh like matt was setting some stuff up and they said hey do you want to see what it looks like my initial thought was not at all uh, <laughs> but i'm a pleasant man and then it actually and, and i was standing on the stage yeah. watching matt do it and then when i uh, but it looks like you're in the audience oh. and then when i took the head uh, the the headset off or what I, what's it called yeah i guess that's it uh when i took it off i forgot that i was on the stage so like it yeah. really also like, it's there's a it was delayed so yeah. like you're looking at yourself but not live so it's like you're seeing an alternate reality or something because it it's like a like a full minute delay maybe it was it, it was neat and if you looked around it looked like it was stadium seating it was uh yeah. and again but i i was uh, i was bamboozled into forgetting where i was standing yeah because you know, obviously it tracks your head motion and yeah. uh, like looking around, you, you could lose yourself in it a little bit, even though the resolution isn't like super insanely realistic looking. It's right. still like a screen, like you're aware that you're looking still at a screen. It was pretty cool. It was very cool. So, yeah, if, uh, if any Never Not Funny fans uh, were on there, please let us know. That'd be uh, yeah. interesting. Uh, I did a thing last night, you guys. I went to see uh, Leonid and Friends. Leonid and Friends. Huh? Uh, they are from Russia. Okay. There are YouTube videos. That I believe they have over 5 million views. Okay. They are a Chicago tribute band. Whoa. From Russia. Oh, my God. Wow. And they, uh, these videos are, they are phenomenal. They are like, they are 11 top-notch musicians Damn. doing Chicago songs. Uh-huh. And so they have these videos out and um, they are on their first ever American tour. Mm-hmm. They did a couple shows in New York. They did three here in L.A. In a, not a huge venue, a place called The Village. It's a recording studio where a lot of your favorite albums were recorded. Um, and there were th- about 300 people there. So they, they probably got between nine and a thousand people over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Robert Lamb from Chicago was there the first night. Wow. Uh, Danny Serafin from Chicago was there uh, one of the nights. 
Uh, so like Chicago's embracing these guys. That's cool. They were, uh, so here's what happened. So I, it was sold out. All three shows sold out almost instantly. Wow. So I, I, and you know, I don't do this. I had my people reach out to see, could we get a press ticket? Mm-hmm. And uh, they were kind enough. Uh, uh, Ramon, Ramon, Roman, Roman. Okay. Roman was kind enough to um, uh, say, yes, he's their tour manager. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, but it was like, I had to text him when I got there. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I texted him because I, I, I wasn't going to get there. Uh, I said, uh, I'm texting you now because you're probably going to be very busy. Uh, I'm not going to get there till right around showtime. Can you please leave the ticket at the door? My name at the door. And uh, no problem. Uh, no problem, Jimmy. Would you like us to save you a seat? And it was like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. I, I'll just stand or sit in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, see you then. Let me know when you're here. We'd love to meet you. Great. So I get there and uh, and I literally walk in as they're starting. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was like a reception earlier, like uh, where you got to experience Russian food. Oh, wow. They then did a, a Russian slash Chicago the Band trivia contest <laughs> that I wish I could have gotten there for, but I couldn't. Yeah. Um, and then the the show. So I get there right as it's starting. And uh, they sound, they just sound phenomenal. They're, they all have Russian accents. So they're singing uh, with accents. Here's the thing. It's one of those things where they, where like when people sing, they kind of lose the accent. Right, yeah. But there were certain words, and like for instance, like, and this, this one makes no sense to me, but it was very prominent when they, uh, I think it was the 4th of July mm-hmm. in Saturday in the Park. Yeah. Uh, I think it was 4th of July. Like yeah, it, yeah. But, but that's what you say. I think it was the 4th of July. Right. But the way they sang it, it somehow the accent was very interesting. Uh, uh, defined. Uh, but then when they would talk between songs, obviously very thick accents. Yeah. One guy, Sergey, he's from the Ukraine or Ukraine. Uh, he, he's the guy that sang the Peter Cetera parts. Mm-hmm. Um, he said uh, it was his turn to talk. And, um, he said, um, this is our, and again, I don't do Russian accents, please. I'm yeah. just trying to do the chopped nature of right. his talking. Uh, this is uh, our first time in the States, and uh, we feel very welcome and uh, support us. <laughs> Didn't know what to say. They also have a woman in the uh, band whose name I, I, I can't remember, I, and she is like distractingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's with a beautiful voice as well. Okay. And when it was her turn to talk, uh, she was like, I, uh, I, I've, I've never been here. Uh, uh, I'd like to come for a longer time. Thank you. <laughs> like they don't like they, like one guy, the guy, Why do they feel the need to do so much banter if they can barely speak? I don't English? know. I think they just wanted to maybe, uh, Is it, say they, they seem very genuine in that they were thrilled that people were there. Yeah. Um, and then the, the one guy, the, uh, the lead guitarist, um, uh, who's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told the story about going through TSA because, like in the Chicago world, and actually, I mean, they have over five million views. They're yeah. they're they're pretty popular. Yeah. So when they were going through TSA, he told the story. When we're going through TSA, uh, there's eleven of us, and, and they said, "Who are you?" And the woman's name. They said, "Oh, we are Leonid and friends." And he goes, "We're from Russia." And the and the TSA said. So I guess you must be very popular in Russia. No, here in America. <laughs> and uh, so with, again, they were they were thrilled to be there. Yeah, they were great. Um, Can I ask a question? Yeah. Do they have? Is there an angry Russian comedian who's like their biggest fan? <laughs> oh, now that's not friendly. <laughs> I don't know why I get hurt in this. I'm supportive. I went to watch them. I know, but it would be funny if the, uh, there there was a counterpart. That would to be you. very funny. Uh, 
a uh, a Russian version of my nonsense, <laughs> or uh, maybe just Yakov Smirnov's a big fan. I don't think he's angry though. No, he's not. Uh, that girl's name is woman's name is Ksenia Bazina. I think you dropped the K. I think the Senya? I think it's a Senya. She's stunning, dude. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you something. Live, uh, even more stunning. Like it's it's just she's distractingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the audience was a combination. This was the audience, a combination of. I'll say it because Chicago's been around for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. And you know what? That's not even a fair it's picture like of Heidi her. Klum. How is she not like a pop star? Yeah. Or just a, even a model. Yeah. But if she can sing. Yeah. Yeah. She's even more beautiful than that picture. That's a, that's a little too glossy. Doesn't that look kind of like Heidi Klum to yes, you? Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, the audience was a bunch of, I'll say it, 60 year old people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what appeared to be. Russian mobsters. Oh, <laughs> it was, really? It was a lot of uh, a lot of uh, 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 like Russian thug types yeah. with arm candy. Where is the studio? Uh, uh, Santa Monica. Okay. And uh, it was and, and a, a lot of beautiful Russian women. Uh-huh. And these people that were there, I think, just supporting that these Russian entertainers. Yeah. Uh, but and then a lot of Chicago fans, a lot of Chicago T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of interesting. So when it was done. Uh, I I was waiting around to meet uh, Roman, mm-hmm. and uh, I obviously don't know what he looks like, and um, and he wanted he said I'd like to meet you because uh he knew I was in the documentary, mm-hmm. and you know Jess told him you know why mm-hmm. I would want to go, and so uh Jess is the publicist, my publicist, yeah. um, so I'm waiting around, I'm asking, and I so I go to one guy, I said uh you know, uh to the sound guy at the soundboard, I go, I go, it's Pirate Mac, I'm looking for Roman. <laughs> Just stares at me because he doesn't understand my language. <laughs> and I said, a Roman, first floor. Okay. So then I make my way down to the first floor. I ask somebody else. They stare blankly at me. Uh, then I said, Roman, uh, I, uh, maybe the tour manager? One second. So the guy comes back and then walking out the door, is a shockingly handsome young 22 year old guy mm-hmm. like but really handsome okay and with a smile that uh, may have reached all the way here to sherman oaks like just a beautiful <laughs> smile uh-huh. handsome are you jimmy <laughs> i go yes i, I uh, roman yes uh, hello 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 friend hello wow shaking my head so hello what did you think i said i, I loved it yeah it was fun I'm like i've been watching the videos for years it was great to see it live so so great to meet you. So great. What the? And then, have you have you ever seen the real Chicago? <laughs> and I said, yeah, like over a hundred times. Oh, <laughs> over a hundred times. What's it like? And just oh my god, nothing, he's never seen them. No, what the? Hell? Nothing but joy and and uh, exciting to meet this idiot. Yeah, and uh, sh- shook my hand. I'm not kidding. Nine times, mm-hmm. and but then never. So then I said. So you're also from Russia? Because I thought maybe it was going to be an American yeah, tour yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. He goes, oh, yes, I'm Leonid's son. Oh, and I was like, well, oh, wonderful. And, and uh, who is, what did Leonid do? He's the bass player and, and some vocals. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, it's his, uh, he's, he's a bass player live, but he's, he's played keyboard on okay. some videos. And um, couldn't have been nicer. Um, uh, you, you know, he didn't, he didn't say, do you want to say hello to the band or anything like that? But right. he like I said, I'm going to let you go. Like, yeah, cause I right, think he right. wanted to keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was very nice. It's incre- incredible. That it sounds like he's a huge fan of Chicago. 
uh, obviously his father must have been a huge fan of Chicago to start right. this whole thing. So it's just like a whole family thing. And I mean, they all like they just these people found each other like the the the, the 11 Russian people who, who know Chicago who know and love Chicago. And yeah. like the horn section is phenomenal. And by the way, they look to, to speak to that. They don't look like they belong together. Like they're, they're like 11 weird, like a misfit. Right. Group. Like this stunning model is on there. Right. The, the other one of the male singers is actually very handsome. The guitarist is a handsome young kid. Leonid's a probably a 60 year old dude. Uh-huh. Uh, and if he's not, uh, he looks long in the tooth. Um, Life is hard. There's a young uh, the guy that plays Russia. saxophone. Uh, he's got a polo shirt buttoned all the way up with a flat brimmed hat. So he's a young guy. Like a hipster. Like a hipster. Yeah. Uh, and he was great and, yeah. and quite the showman. Like n- none of them belong on the stage together. Wow, that's cool. And yet it all worked. They yeah. were, uh, and it was great. And then, so knowing Robert Lamb, because I saw on their Twitter, Robert Lamb was there and, and Danny Serafin. So at one point they said, uh, again, uh, pardon my accent. Uh, uh, so we have surprise for you. And the, the room starts buzzing. We would like to do an original Oh. Room stops buzzing. <laughs> and then they did an original song in Russian that, quite frankly, was phenomenal. And did it sound like Chicago? No, type it, song? It, it, nothing, nothing at all like it. Weird. Nothing at all like huh. it. Like okay. a like a traditional Russian song. OK. Um, and it was only like three minutes long, but it mm. was uh, they should have done that. Yeah. And um, but luckily now, here's the other thing. It was almost like being at a kid's. Uh, recital yeah. because every they even sent out an email please do not videotape the entire time uh-huh. we will videotape it we will put it online yeah. please do not that stopped nobody right. uh, one asshole's got their iPod uh, iPad. iPad rather no. you know iPad the worst one person had their uh, their uh, uh, iMac Air is that what it's called the oh the laptop MacBook, MacBook Air Mac- MacBook Air what holding that up by the by the keyboard Jesus Christ like what kind of idiots right man Russian thugs <laughs> mafia mobsters so I, I have a question yeah uh, is this a situation where you close your eyes and you think you're hearing Chicago or no. you're hearing Chicago filtered through a Russian uh, lens you know I did t- I told Danielle last night because it, it, I love the fact that the band Chicago itself is embracing these guys and they're all. Chicago's getting older. They're, you know, they're, uh, they got some young members in their fifties, and and but, but they're all in their, you know, the originals are in their seventies, and that Chicago, not only like Kiss, is kind of a band that could go on because they've been a faceless band for so long yeah. that if all of a sudden these guys tour to Chicago, people I think would some wouldn't even know the difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you'd go, boy, that guy's kind of good. Boy, that guy sounds a little weird on that word, but yeah. they they could play anywhere. They, they they're that good, and I've seen other Chicago tribute bands. And the weird part about this is I've been to tribute. I've been to Van Halen tribute bands. I've been to Bon Jovi with you. Right? Yeah. We go together for that. No, no. Uh, I've been to Journey tribute bands. Wait, um, at the Burbank Starlight. Starlight. Bowl. I don't think I went to that one. No. I forget who we were there with then. But I, I, I always, I always have the feeling of uh, after two songs. But it's not them. Yeah. Stop it. Stop, right. Stop this. Do do yeah. other music. You can't suspend your disbelief yeah. or or care <laughs> beyond us. But this point. band is so great. Yeah. That the musicianship is so great that you, like, like I even toyed with the idea of I'm going to go watch a couple songs and I'm going to get out of there mm-hmm. and then I stayed the entire time because it was it was great. I've got one note for yeah. them. That name, uh, Leonid and Friends. Let's change that. You ready for my idea? Yeah, Chicago Grad. Well, you know what? Here's their. Uh, I'm going to give you their uh, their Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I go to my Waze app. <laughs> well, you got to get directions to, to Twitter on your phone. Yeah. I insist on putting the two blue icons next to each other because I'm an asshole. 
Um, okay, I go to profile. Here we go. It is um, Chicagovic. Oh, okay. okay. Chicagovic is there. And then dig this, dude. They have, again, over five. Do we my, have to, dude? Can I apologize? <laughs> is it 50? More than 15 million. Okay. More wow. than 15 million. Uh, they have 210 followers on Twitter. What? <laughs> what? 210. Maybe they just don't tweet very much? We are still in disbelief that the maestro of Chicago, Robert Lamb, took the time to visit us. Like, uh, they just seem so genuine and, and angry. That's anyway, really it, cool. it was uh, it was really neat. It was neat. I, this is weird to say. I think I would rather see that happen than see Chicago. No, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> no, Chicago right now is, is stronger than they No, been. I know, but uh, like I don't, I'm not that interested in Chicago, but to see a, a bunch of Russians playing Chicago right. is interesting to me. And you get to see Xenia, uh, is that her name? I don't know. Xenia? Xenia. Again, distractingly beautiful. So, is there another girl there too? No. Oh, it's this, there's another girl on the... On Who's the this? I don't need her taking Xenia's time. It's a special guest. Who is it? Is it uh, Black Widow? I know she's Russian. <laughs> no, her name is. Uh, hold on, I have to get back to it. This thing is like. Is it Catwoman's well, altar? Is it the? While, while he's looking for that, the, I'm gonna. Arena, uh, Arena Kozlova. Was it Arena? Yeah. You got a photograph on her? But the A B these two ladies. Do we? <laughs> she's a very misogynistic, awful. Um, par- pardon my ignorance, but I'm not sure I quite got the answer to my question or understood it. Um, so they don't sound exactly like Chicago. They sound like Chicago with a Russian accent. No, look at her. She's playing games, too. Uh, Special guest. How do I answer that? You know, look, like, like instrumentation wise, what's different? I would I would be interesting. To, I would be interested to hear Chicago in this small of a room yeah. to see if if hearing Chicago, although I saw him at the whiskey, um, if um, like sound wise, are, are you fooled by the, the, the sound of a larger venue? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess then. And does that fill it out in your ears? Like, well, Chicago sounds fuller. Right. Um, but it's it, it, it sounds like their goal is to sound like Chicago. They want to sound exactly like Chicago. Okay. So, and they're not, like, the the, the the guitar solos and everything are to the note that are on the record. Okay. Oh, wow. that, no, that answers my question. There's very little improvisation. Yeah. Uh, they, they want to, they're and they did a lot of deep cuts, too, like, that Chicago hasn't done in concert for decades. That must uh, be cool. That would that part would yeah, very cool. Yeah. But I'm assuming, therefore, that they probably spent a lot of time with sound check to make sure the sound balance was good in the room. They were there on stuff. Thursday. They did, they did a sound check all day Thursday for a wow. Friday night show. That's cool. It's They're cool. Also they, in the states, they got nothing else to do. That's right? true. But it's cool that they did that, and it's cool that the venue made it so they could do that. Yeah. Because a lot yeah. of times you don't necessarily get that. It was neat. It was neat. I and I was uh, scared at first when I saw that they were coming here because it was the weekend we're in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, ah, are you kidding me? Right. The one time that this band that I kind of did, you know, but then it, they added a Sunday night show, which was great. Awesome. Ooh. Yeah, that's Love what it. I did. Great <laughs> stuff. After I had a couple of hot dogs, I had a couple of hot dogs for dinner mm. last night. I wanted a hot dog at the Oakland airport Saturday night and uh, got to the front of the line, and they were like, "We don't have buns." Wait, what? But you're not. You're not. You're. You're you going non bun. But in that moment, I was like, uh, I didn't know what to do. I was. I was frozen. But because I had. I, I was at the airport very early, and I had walked. You know what you should have done, Matt. You should have let it go. I don't. You were it. frozen. Oh, I get it. Um, <laughs> I had walked up and down like the whole <laughs> around the whole airport to like 
when, when I'm when I have too much time at an airport, I like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna see everything and then pick the perfect. But that airport doesn't have great food. No. So I was like, okay, this is the place. I'll get this hot dog. That's what I feel like having. And when they said that, I was just like, yeah, I fell apart. Like I didn't, I, <laughs> I couldn't. It's like a suddenly. I was like, the, the obvious choice was to walk away from them and like get anything else. But instead I was just like, I'll have a ham sandwich on a bagel. Like what? I don't like that. Why do I want that? <laughs> and it was gross. Like it was like, really? The, 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 yeah, it was just like a weird, I mean, who wants a deli at a, like, like laid out at an airport, you know, like it's good. Yeah. But it wasn't. And like, honestly, I think like a prepackaged sandwich would have been probably almost better in right. some ways. But like I was like I couldn't process what had happened. They couldn't to me. put the hot dog on the croissant. Uh, that was the other thing. I also could have requested that. I could have just been like, put it on anything. But again, like, you locked up. But I totally locked up. Didn't know what to do. Uh, yeah, because they had all sorts of different baked goods that I could have thrown that thing on. But I just was like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> and uh, and I paid for it with, with a with a very mediocre bagel sandwich. Well, bagel. I say croissant. My yeah, apologies. They also have croissants, though. Uh, you can't have a hot dog on a bagel. That thing's gonna roll oh, all not, over the yeah, place. Yeah, that's gonna be disaster. Under the hole. I guess you can butterfly it. I was, I was actually thinking, like, could <laughs> you take butter- like three bagels, but- stick it the hot dog <laughs> through the hole, and then cut the excess bread out? You know what's bizarre about that, Matt? When I got because I got to the airport uh, very early as well. Yeah. Uh, unbeknownst to me, I I thought my flight was at a different time, so yeah. on and so forth. Right. And so I got there. And I, too, said, you know what? I'm just going to grab a quick hot dog. And I walked around that entire goddamn airport looking for a hot dog, and they didn't have it, which is why I was excited to get one last night. <laughs> Here's Rich Summer. He's in from the weather. Look Jimmy, at this. It's, uh, it's a little rainy out there. Did you walk? it From my car. You know the rule. You sit over there first. Oh, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> He's modeling his, uh, his rain gear. You have no peripheral at all? No, I'm good. <laughs> Is that? Yeah, are you drinking an ale? What is that? That's it. Do you want me to? Uh, there's, a you, there's, a mic- there's a micro. There's a microphone right there. Right there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Has it been that one? Nitro cold brew. Okay, that's not on. It turns out it's on. Oh, I turned it up. I just turned it up. Jimmy, I have a nitro cold brew. That's a cold coffee. Okay. Into which they've injected a little nitrogen. I've been told, or something. Mm-hmm. I was not paying attention, and I said, never had one of those. I'll, I'll have that. She said it's like a it's like a coffee, but it's a Guinness. It, it does look I, like a Guinness. It does, yeah. yeah. It, it feel has the mouth feel of a Guinness. And is it is it delicious? <laughs> it's delightful. So it's a nice coffee. And why are you going out of the cup as opposed to right out of the bottle? Well, I just got it at a coffee shop just down the street here. But what's in there then? Oh, that's just sparkling water. Oh, I see. I thought maybe that it was, was you poured it. Uh, your uh, oh no, bottled. I can understand that. Normally, uh, people don't bring two of their own beverages, but I brought <laughs> two. All I right. thought the bottle was like Rolling Rock, and then mm-hmm. like, but like some new this was type of, and then you poured the yeah. I don't know. I one hundred percent agree with you. I like, thought it was like a dark like, Rolling like Rock. Rolling Rock made a stout, and yeah. he's like, I'm pouring it in. Very strange. Or Rich really just made a claim on his darkness. He just showed up with two beers. And finally, just like, forget it. Yeah, What's the matter anymore? It anymore. One of the Let afternoon. it rip. <laughs> Let it rip. Uh, now, uh, Rich, I guess you answered our question. It's, uh, it's still pouring rain outside? You just get, there's, a little, there's a little drizzle. Just yes. a drizzle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I was uh, dressed for today's uh, LAUSD strike line. You went out there? Yeah, I did. Mm. Yeah. So I still have, I haven't really changed clothes. This is day one of the LAUSD strike. Yeah. 
and uh, just bad bad luck. Uh, it's going to rain all week, mm-hmm. and so you, uh, picketing is going to happen out in uh, inclement weather all week. That's that's. And accurate. hopefully they resolve it uh, quickly. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance of that. But I, I think that <laughs> what's happening is obviously God favors the the school district. Yeah. There's Isn't no question. That, that's the easy answer. Yeah, not cool. It's the only answer. Yeah. It's not even the easy answer. Uh, and they are striking more for uh, smaller classrooms, uh, not really putting the focus on money, from what I understand. That's accurate. I believe money is part of it. Uh, salaries are certainly part of the conversation, but the the biggest uh, talking points seem to be the class size. That's number one. But also the fact that uh, in most schools, there's a nurse uh, sometimes only one day of the week. One day a week. What's the at that, What's the point? Yeah, well, what's the? You're just by, by luck. That's the day someone's going to hurt themselves. Right. Like that's the dumbest. I was in the nurse's office every day when I was in elementary. <laughs> well, you were beat up a lot. What was that? You were beat up a lot. Oh uh, yes, it was awful time. An awful time, Jimmy. I see. That's why I drink. I nitro <laughs> coffee. It's sparkling fisting. water. I don't that's know about right. you guys. I never want him to take the hood off. <laughs> <laughs> I am so right. charmed by it. But see, what's under here is uh, I got a red for Ed. Uh, that's red for education. That's the hot new hashtag. Hashtag uh. red for Ed. I got a bandana on, Jimmy. Oh, Christ. Wow. You got to be careful where you wear that. What's that? You got to be careful where you wear that. Why is that? You're wearing the Bloods color. Yeah, that's Bloods. That's Bloods. Ooh. Oh, I thought you'd get in some shit today. Or you're in Loverboy, one of the two. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I was talking about this with Danielle today, and it's it's obviously it's very, uh, I, it's very uh, the cliched thing to say is it, it is whenever teachers go on strike, it's ridiculous that there's ever another side to that argument. Yeah, the, we we want these men and women to raise our children to not only educate them to mm-hmm. give them knowledge, but to raise them to be good people. And yet we go, yeah, you're fine with twelve bucks an hour. Yeah, like we it it, it is insane to it me. Is that we yeah. allow them to be so poorly paid. Yeah. There, I've said it. In the second largest school district in the country, mm-hmm. which in the state, which is itself the fifth largest economy in the world, it in one of the most liberal states in the union mm-hmm. uh, and education, we're like 45th out of the country yeah. in education spending. That is dumb. Well, it, we have a huge budget surplus right now. Why is any of that going towards this? Where's the lotto money going? That's right. all supposed to be education based. Mm-hmm. Wasn't some of the pot tax supposed to be education based as Probably. well? I think, I think it was. Right? And then somebody actually just pointed out with that, uh, you know, Trump's ridiculous wall that if you took that, uh, you could give each uh, teacher for the next X amount of years, you can give them like a $1,700, uh, no, that doesn't, $17,000 a year raise. Mm-hmm. Like all teachers could get that. With, uh, and again, I'm, wow. I'm muddying up all these numbers, of yeah. course. Uh, but yes, that wall alone could, could give oh. every teacher in the country a raise for minimum 10 years. Mm. Yeah. I think I think if you if you uh, laid out some metrics for what the problems are in this country as far as imprisonment and whatever, I think you're going to find more problems caused by lack of education than you are yeah. by uh, illegal immigrants 100%. flooding across our southern well, border. Did you know that the prisons use, um, I think it's like third grade literacy as a barometer for how many people will be in prison it, it, like to, to project oh, how many people will oh, be is in that prison. right they'll just be like okay if, if the illiteracy rate is here at that you know in third grade then we know in 12 years this is how many people we're going to have because there's such a correlation between literacy and imprisonment so it's hugely important i mean like that and that's just one example of how important it is i would argue that a big part of the, the fucking mess we're in right now is 
bad education, lack of education. Yes, or, you know, absolutely. Like I think if people were better educated, they would be harder to dupe by a charlatan. <laughs> so like that's uh, it's just it's so frustrating. It is. Uh, and then when you think of like one of our teachers uh, and, and when you're a kid, you don't re- realize this, but teacher obviously they're not paid very well so and there's only a a limited budget of what they could do and so if they're buying markers and posters and stuff for for a project that's out of their pocket right so not only are they getting paid shittily they now have to go into that to provide for your children yeah and um was that always the case or is that just like the last 20 years well that that i don't know I don't, I don't know either. That. Yeah, I don't ever remember hearing about that before. But again, I don't think we—I I don't think we were in a position. We were to hear kids. About yeah, that. I guess we didn't think about it. Um, but you know, that's fascinating. Like when I, when I learned that about this teacher, she's like, you know, I had a buy. I was like, but why? Why are we allowing that? Is and then and I can go off on a tangent about this, and I'm not going to. It's a comedy show. Uh, Rich Summer is here, proving it's a comedy show. He's wearing that costume. <laughs> um, he's ready to go mix it up with the uh, with the Crips and or the uh, Jets. So Elliot still works here. <laughs> and, and by the way, Rich, what you don't know, that's about the third one of those he's done today. The first two, we kind of just let go. I'm I actually, made a face. I, like if there's one more, I may go on strike. It's, <laughs> there's been a lot of uh, Elliot uh, not letting people finish their sentences today before jumping in with clunk. Oh, good. Uh, both on and off the air, quite frankly. Good, so this will be a fun ride. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks nice today. He's got some sort of an interview later. He's, uh, yeah, that's fair. Looks nice. He's got together. a button-up shirt tucked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks good. Mm-hmm. It's right? crisp. It's I'm, crisp. I'm not a fan of this phrase, uh, but I'll use it here so that people that don't have the... Uh, the video you clean up nice mm-hmm. I do, and again I don't like that because usually sure. in t-shirts and stuff but I hate when somebody is no oh, you clean up nice yeah, go fuck yourself that's yeah. a little bit I know, it's, I know it's a compliment right, it's but, backhand. But, I understand what you're saying yeah. can I ask you a question sure um, um, I, I, this is a genuine uh, fashion sure. question because I don't understand this mm-hmm. What's so you have your collars have the buttonhole to be buttoned down, I, but they're I, not buttoned. I was in a rush, so okay. I didn't even notice that it had those. So your intention is to button them down. Later? I'm going to think about that now. Oh, you're oh I would. Yeah. But see, yeah. some people don't. I know, do, and aren't they you? They make it as a choice. But doesn't it bother you? Doesn't no, it drives drive me fucking insane. You stare at it the whole time you're talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's no, all I've been thinking about. You since got to button. Yeah. I mean, I mean, granted, the way that I, apparently I'm doing things today, I may leave it unbuttoned just to be consistent, but. You know, just to drive you nuts. You're being consistent now. (laughs) (laughs) No downturn here. I would, if I may, Elliot, uh, if you're going uh, for an interview of some sort. I'd button them down. I would button those down. Otherwise, it looks like uh, this guy can't finish a project. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) This guy can't even finish putting his shirt on properly. Do I want him here? I don't. I mean, he may not be the type of person, the person you're meeting with might not be the type of person that cares. But... Three people, maybe four in this room, are already angry at you about it. So let's just play it safe. Oh, well, of course, we're coming in with history. Uh, so let's not. Recent and long term. If you had started here, you never would have gotten this far. That's the problem. Right. right. Yeah. But this is the second meeting. So, you know, this guy's got, like on a short fuse with Elliot, too. <laughs> uh, but we wish you luck. You know that. Yes. Thank you. You know that. And, and, uh, it's pretty right, close to a done deal. Sorry. The only thing that could ruin it is these fucking buttons. Dude, you got to button those buttons. You huh? can't lose this. Well, wait, are you going to wear a jacket? I it's raining. I don't have a, a jacket that I would wear in the rain. Do like you want to are you going to like again, butterfly it? The collar out a little bit or what? Don't give him options. Dude, we know he's what not we butterflying. want. Butterflying, <laughs> he's buttoning this thing down. Why are you going with options? <laughs> Two tone? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we yeah. doing that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, he's trying to help out. If I, Elliot gets his job, will he still work here? Yes. No. <laughs> it's well, not. It's not that much of a new job. It's a. It's a. It's a side hustle. We can't lose a strong character of this program. We no, can't you lose need a guy like Elliot. But could we just get a guy like Elliot? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody explain Elliot Hochberg to me. That's a that's a rephrase of a famous a Rich Summer line. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Rich Summer is here. We'll be back. Matt, it's a new year, 2019, isn't it? Happy New Year, Jimmy. Now listen, thank, thank you very much. I've seen you many times in the new year already, but. I don't know if I really said it. You, I don't think you have. Happy, Happy New, New year. year. Happy New Year, Elliot. Happy New Year, Jimmy. Happy New Year, Garrett. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all of us, right? We're all good people. And it's a good year. We're all going to be a better people in a good year. Is that a sentence? Yeah. Uh, now, listen, uh, the holidays may have hit some people hard with credit cards, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you're thinking about that uh, over the holidays. No, uh, it's, it's not too late to make a New Year's resolution. Okay. Uh, here's what I uh, suggest. Uh, Lightstream is who I'm talking about here. Sure. You can lower your interest rate, interest rate, and save with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Lightstream. You can get a rate as low as 6.14% APR with AutoPay and save thousands in interest. That, uh, even just hearing the number, not even seeing it written down, sounds much lower than most credit card interest rates. M- much. Yeah. I mean, much. those go into double digits yeah. and then keep going. They sure do. And that's not cool, man. No, no it's not cool, <laughs> man. Uh, the rate is fixed, so as uh, rates continue to rise, your low rate's not going to budge, pal. Great. Get a loan from five to $100,000. That's 5000 not just $5. You'd be wasting everybody's time if you said, <laughs> I need a $5 loan. I got to shake this uh, credit card. Why don't you just pay off the credit card? I'd rather start a nice relationship with Lightstream. Maybe they're welcome that. I don't know. I also need a six-inch sub from Subway, so can you get me that $5? Uh, oh, so you want to buy the sandwich, Yeah, and then you need the 5 bucks to pay off Lightstream. Uh, well, or was, not Lightstream, but the credit card. I, I was going to use the $5 to buy the sandwich. I'm not good with money. Oh, no. Now you're going to be $10 in debt. <laughs> what? You're not doing well. Oh, my God. Uh, now, listen, you can uh, sometimes even get the money as soon as the day you apply. The application is 100% online. Listen to this. No fees. Oh, that's what? That's crazy. There's no fees to, to uh, apply. Okay, great. Uh, listen, Lightstream's the way to go. You can save even more with an additional interest rate discount. And the only way to get this discount, Matt, listening. is to go to lightstream.com slash pardo. That is L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash pardo. Uh, now, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I had very serious financial troubles back in the late 90s mm-hmm. that had I been offered a 6.14% APR with AutoPay, I would have taken them up on it. Uh, you made the mistake. You invested in a boy band called 97 Degrees. And you put all your money behind. You're like, this is the future of music. Yeah. These guys are going to blow it the hell up. You won't believe how good they are. You you learn from the mistake of the new kids. You 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 doubted the new kids. You right. saw them. Well, I doubted the new kids, and then I learned from my mistake, as you said. And right. when I, when these 97 degrees came over, right. I said, you know what? These this is the future. This is the real thing. And then here come the Lachey brothers and two other dudes. Yeah, and they go, oh, we're 98 degrees. All of a sudden, your guys look like trash. And 98 degrees made more sense. Like everything about 98 sounds better. Yeah, it. Yeah, you made a big mistake. Isn't that also a thing? Isn't 98 degrees something uh 98.6 is uh, karen yeah. makes a good point it is the temperature I of the human I, body i guess that's what i thought it always was not sick um well isn't that is maybe the is there a phrase 98 degrees in the shade is that or 104 just, in the shade i thought we thought it was just hot in the shade yeah, i don't know if there's chicago a, has a song called 90 degrees and freezing hmm. uh, out here on 90 degrees and freezing out here on my own 
It's a great, very good song. Not my version, of course, but it's a uh, it's very good. Now let me let me get back to Lightstream. Hard to believe that you you invested in a bad boy band. Uh, listen, uh, anyhow, my point is this: had I been offered something as low as six point one four percent APR with auto pay, I would have taken them up on it. Yeah. Uh, it may have uh, changed my future. Mm-hmm. Uh, subject to credit approval, of course, rate includes a 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash pardo for more information. That is lightstream.com slash pardo for more information. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash pardo. Lightstream. Lower that interest rate. Hello, indeed. Yes, welcome back to the program, episode 2323. The Double Jordan, as we're calling it, or the Double Sandberg, Ryan Sandberg, right? Who's another 20? Oh, Robin Ventura. The great Robin Ventura. Hot corner, great third baseman, horrible manager <laughs> of the Chicago White Sox, Robin Ventura. Very outspoken about my uh, my lack of uh, enthusiasm for Robin Ventura as a manager. One of my favorite players of all time. Hmm. Horrible manager. You must have been excited when he first took up the mantle. Nope. Of, yo, you, you no, knew, you I, I knew, knew ahead knew of time? His, I knew it was a mistake to begin with. I thought they were trying so hard to not, because Ozzie Guillen was such a polarizing, yeah. obnoxious human being. They were like, let's get a calming influence in that dugout. Let's do that. And it's like, that's not the right guy. He has no spark. He can't get people motivated. Mm. And I was proven right, mm. Rich Summer. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Are you friends with Robin Ventura? You're giving me a look <laughs> like you want me to drop this topic. Look, uh, Robin Ventura and I are starting a podcast together. Uh, I am uh, I'm not, I'm not well-versed in sports. That's right. Even though I am wearing a sweatshirt of, a, of the only sports team uh, that I watch, the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns. Uh, otherwise, I, I, don't, uh, I just don't follow it. Yeah, I get it. It being sports. sports. Yes. Well, we all have our hobbies, and uh, we sure. choose them as, as we will. <laughs> Very like, well like said. That at all? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a famous 23 from the Browns history? Probably. <laughs> uh, I know that Club 23 uh, was my um, orientation club that I was in charge. Of. I was a at my college, Concordia College in Moorhead, Minnesota, right next door to Fargo, North Dakota. They have uh, clubs. So incoming freshmen are put into clubs. And uh, I was one of the communicators. That's the name of the uh, it's usually a male and a female communicator for each club. So my sophomore year at Concordia, I was a communicator for Club 23. Uh, and um, how many people are in the club? Oh, 15. There's 15 in Club 23. Yeah. And and two of you are spokespeople. Two of us were communicators uh, meant to just kind of, uh, you know, answer any questions they have about the campus, show them around, you know, get get them excited about being Concordia Cobbers. It's it's like a... Cobbers? Cobbers. Nice. C-O-B-B-E-R-S? Correct. As in corn cob? Absolutely. (laughs) And the mascot (laughs) is a guy... Uh, and now when we were there, uh, it was a gentleman by the name of Theron LaFountain uh, dressed in the uh, corn cob. Hang on. What's his name? Theron, Theron LaFountain. <laughs> Why is he stuck in a costume? That guy should be the the, <laughs> the voice of the college. I Believe me. I know. Theron LaFountain? That's correct. <laughs> That's one of the best names ever. Ever. It's a pretty great name. Yes. Yeah. And the guy, uh, he wore the corn cob. And he, he jumped around and everybody, uh, you know, the 14 that went, cheered. Did he go on to uh, mascot uh, professionally? I don't know. You know, I'll be honest. I have not uh, uh, tracked Theron LaFountain. How do you not keep it? You don't friend Theron LaFountain on Facebook? Google him immediately, Garen. How do you spell Theron? Garen, find Theron. Um, (laughs) T-H-E-R-O-N, I believe. LaFountain. LaFountain, yes. It's like a Game of Thrones name. Theron. L-A or L-E? Mm-hmm. I think L-A. I think. You know, LA's my lady. Does that play into this at all? Well, there is a theronlefountain.com. No, it's got to be. Who else is named Theron LaFountain? Come on. 
What there is, is there is but one Theron. Now, if you saw a photograph, you would go, yes, that's him oh, yeah, 20 sure. years later, but yes. it's him. Yes. Uh, hold on. What does Theron do? What do, you, do you have any guesses before Garen announces what Theron LaFountain does? Photographer? You think he's a photographer? I don't know. It's, that's, that's just a great for guess, some though. reason it pops into my head. You have any guesses on? I, I, my guess. Your mic's on. Is this, this isn't a betting situation, is it? I don't think it is. Okay, good. I have a good guess. I have a guess. This guy. I think it's real estate. This Theron LaFountain. It's not real estate. Communication coach, trainer, and actor. That's our guy. Oh that's got to be Theron LaFontaine. Yeah, yeah that's okay. got to be him, right? Do we have a photograph? I'm trying to find one. Does it, does it show what, what school he went to? And where's he based out of? And we, yeah, what's his resume? Yeah. Is this our guy? How many Theron LaFontaines can there <laughs> that's be? What I'm there is one Theron LaFontaine. There has LaFontaine. to be. I keep calling him LaFontaine. Well, I like LaFontaine. That's nice. Uh, Theron LaFontaine. Is that him? Absolutely. That's 100%. our guy. 100%. We got him. That's him. <laughs> he does have a nice smile. The yes, corn cover. He doesn't have a, uh, a Ramon from uh, Russian smile, but that, that's a story. Call back to early before you got here, Rich. Sounds great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was great. Uh, and, and where's he based out of? Is he here in town? Could Rich maybe get together for an awkward coffee? Uh, I don't know. He can't be busy right now, right? <laughs> Let's get him here. You want to get him here? <laughs> if he's in the his valley. His number's on his resume. If he's in the valley, we're, we're calling him. <laughs> do you want to, Garen, do you want to call him and just pretend to be a prospective no, oh, no, what's we're not the matter punk with you, him? Matt? No, no, I just wanted to find out if he's here. No, I think you'd call him and say, my name's Garen. I haven't found anyone whose name rhymes with mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Why don't you just call him? Why don't you call him and say, I, I don't want, if I, if I were rich, I would not want to make that phone call right now. Oh, I'm not making that phone call, but... I would say, uh, listen, there's rumor that you had a problem with Rich Summer. Uh, <laughs> would you like to talk about it publicly? <laughs> Is he, is he local? There's no indication of say, where he is. It doesn't say where he is. That's no. bonkers. What's that, the area code? Yeah, give me that area code. 702? Oh, that sounds, yeah, what's that, like, Colorado or yeah, something? Or Chicago, that. maybe? No. No, no that's idea. 708. No. Idiot. Stupid. <laughs> Check, Stupid. See if he's on <laughs> Facebook. Oh, That'll wait. give you a little more. Yeah, go to Facebook. Let's go. Come on, do a deep dive on Theron. Do a deep Theron dive. 702 is Vegas. Vegas, Oh, baby. yes, sir. Right? He's got a problem. He's got gambling issues. Oh, my gosh. He's teaching them how to act like human beings. Vegas, baby. He loves the casino life. That's his bag. <laughs> oh, no. It's, he lives in Colorado. Hey! That was pretty Damn good. Weird. I mean, it's the wrong area code, but I uh, but you still, still yeah. sniffed it out. Look yeah. at this. All right, well, good. We don't have to uh, risk him coming That's in. That's great. <laughs> no, we just have to get him on the phone. You st- do, do you still think we should call him? <laughs> no. I, I've been the victim of a bad phone call on this show, so I don't want to put that on anybody else. <laughs> I mean, but what's to be gained, really? Jimmy and, and uh, what was, who was it? Mike, Mike uh, Sweeney. Mike Sweeney made oh, me call my dad who had f- just forgotten my birthday that week <laughs> and have the most awkward conversation I've ever had with him oh, yeah. on the air. Oh, yeah. That it was terrible. Uh, nowhere near funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I, 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 and you knew it the second his dad answered. Yeah. Like, oh. this was an error. For some reason, we chose to keep it in the episode. It also just was bullying, like mostly Mike just and you a little bit just bullied me into doing this thing that I knew was not going to be good. We thought you should address it. <laughs> I, I at least thought that you should. Address it. I also right. thought it. I thought it could be funny. Yeah. And I was wrong. You didn't know my dad. <laughs> You're right. That's the other thing. I don't know your dad. Yeah. And, and probably should have trusted you. Yeah. But Mike Sweeney. But did. once you open the door to it, it's like you have to follow through right. because then it's like. Let's call you... your dad now and apologize. <laughs> <laughs> call him. Call him, Matt. Call your dad. Call your dad. Uh, Mike, what did, Mike Sweeney did say something, though, in that conversation that was worth it. 
like when your dad it was mean i forgot but your dad said something and he goes couldn't find a couple of minutes for your son like it was <laughs> but it was real like the timing and all yeah. of it was it was worth that phone call and watching you squirm in a seat well the thing that was truly awkward is i don't think my dad was picking up on the fact that they, 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 that Mike and you were trying to guilt trip him. He just was like completely oblivious like to the, anything being like, he was just like, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I understood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, let me apologize tried, again for that. Yeah. <laughs> and, then he, and then he tried to be funny, which was like, you're on the phone line. Like, this is not going to work. That's what, 10 years ago, maybe. Probably. Maybe eight, not eight. Were you, were, were you here? Mm-hmm. It was, so it was, it was uh, right near the beginning of your tenure. Wasn't, I think. It, wasn't it in no, 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 it was in the old studio. It was in the old studio. Yeah, it. it was before me because I I remember listening to it with <laughs> uncomfortable up glee. In a ball. <laughs> really <laughs> uncomfortable glee. Uh, that's the show I'm pitching to Fox. <laughs> it's all the kids that can't make the cast. Um, and then uh, we uh, we deal with that. Yeah. It was great podcasting, though. To be honest, oh, see, okay. was, thank you very much. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. I know how to do radio. I get it in a way you never will. So Call not, your dad and cry to him. It was so not us. That was what was weird about it. Was it was very like not a, us. It was like a Howard Stern yeah. thing. It was like, wait, what are we doing? Well, we also called a restaurant or something and. Yeah, yeah, we've had a couple of those where we just... What, we, Who was it? Was that with you, Rich? Well, we sent Garen to 7-Eleven once yeah. to, that. to do some recon. That we also had you fun. go across the hall once. Oh, yeah. Remember that late with our late night uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. episode? But what was the... Who did we call the restaurant? Who was that with? Remember? Did we call that bakery that used to be... Someone sent us some stuff from there or something? <laughs> was that one where you you called somebody and you're like, oh, oh by the way, you're on the radio. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we called that like Armenian place or something. Yeah, but it seemed like something was... Yeah, uh, something yeah. Was, uh, That's a different... Yeah, I forgot about that one. Some fishiness was happening uh-huh. yeah. that we uh-huh. called in at the wrong time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Rich Summer is here. We're thrilled that he's taking time away from combing his hair. Uh, <laughs> he's going red for Ed. That's right. Now, what are you guys chanting out there? I heard some chants uh, via Facebook today. Uh, yeah. uh, even chan- in the rain, we're not gonna. Uh, I didn't hear that one. The chance need a little work. I gotta be honest. <laughs> yeah, there's a real, there's a real shot. There's a real chance for cultural appropriation in every single protest I ever attend. I'm always like, yeah, some of these we gotta let be where they came from. Uh, they, they're not for us. They're, there's a, you know. Give me an example of that, if you would, please, so that I can know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I would love to. I'm, I'm Right now, I'm trying to think of the exact example. It was something, uh, oh, no, no, no justice, no peace. For example, now. Oh, I thought you meant for the the strike today. They they were saying they were saying that. Okay, that seems a little aggressive. Doesn't apply. Aggressive for day one of the LAUSD strike. (laughs) Feels aggressive. Uh, There, there were some that sort of slid sideways a little bit like that. I did, I did a march or a couple days of a march, not the whole march, um, from Charlottesville to Washington D.C. back a couple years ago, and and we were out in the rain and. And, you know, that was a really respectfully done uh, protest. It, it you, you know, you were sort of organized, interestingly. Um, uh, but but I, I would, you know, as a white guy, it was made clear you were here in a support role. Um, and, you know, I was there with my friend Michael Gladys from the Mad Men show. We, we were both very uh, into that. And, and the things that there were certain chants that they would do that I felt I shouldn't participate in it because it doesn't I'm not representative of the thing that they you know right. I support it but I'm not you know uh, and and sometimes I don't know people get a little um, uh, anxious at a protest they need to be yelling something and so they start kind of going for these old standbys and I'm like oh we're there's no we shall overcome we're not going to be doing any they didn't sing that today to right. be fair yeah 
but you know, it's, it feels like that's where you yes, start to yeah. lean. And I go, oh, oh no, 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 no. They, they, they shall overcome. Right. This is not for us. <laughs> right. Uh, we just want smaller class sizes. <laughs> and but how do you get that into a chant? We, what do you want? Smaller class sizes. When do you want uh, them now? They, that was. Well, what do you want? Fair contracts. When do okay. we want them now? That was one Good. Uh, today. Uh, there was a. Uh, Oh, God, I don't know. There were a few that I just sort of like, and I started chatting with my kids so that they weren't yelling them too. It just made me uncomfortable. I can't honestly remember them even from just a few short hours ago, but it's been a long day of homeschooling, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little foggy. So you're homeschooling. You're uh... Effectively. I mean, the kids are not at school. We definitely uh, hunkered down for a little education time today. We bought a few of those kind of page-a-day things appropriate for their grade levels. And put them both, uh, they both have uh, certain, um, they don't usually use devices at our house, um, eye devices, but they, they both have school uh, assignments that are supposed to be on the iPad. So they both were doing those things. Um, I don't think we're going to go the whole school day because, you know. But that'd be insane. It would be insane. The school school day is done also at a lower intensity overall We mm-hmm. and the way we're doing it. I think, you know, two, three hours of instruction time of some sort and then... Uh, on with our lives you know the school our school at least and i think most schools get money for every kid that attends and every kid that doesn't attend they don't get money so and that's on a day-by-day basis so you know part of our way of supporting the teachers and showing that we're not going to help them get money uh it's by keeping our kids at home uh, so we, we, we're, we're in a position where we can do that not everybody can do that i felt nobody who has to send their kids to school or even i felt nobody if they don't support the strike Send your kids to school, whatever. I didn't realize they were open. So there is the schools school. are open. Okay, they've, LAUSD's hired something like four hundred substitute teachers. Wow. Um, they have administrators and uh, these substitute teachers who are uh, leading sort of generalized instruction hmm. uh, in you know different different ways per school, obviously. And and so yes, our, our kids could attend school, but it would be a radically different school oh, than they're used to. Interesting. Huh. Uh, Isn't that? Sort of like being a scab if you're. <clears throat> you can't. You, the ki- if a teacher did that, if a union teacher went in, are you saying for the students to attend? No, no, no. For stuff like because oh, I was actually just talking to somebody about going and signing up to be a substitute, but the, I, I, it feels wrong to do that. Yeah. I, I mean, my personal feeling is yes, but also I, you know I know that everybody has a different situation. I don't. I can't get mad at anybody for doing their thing. You know, our thing is. We have the the. You could ability. get mad at Elliot for doing his thing, right? Oh, like, that's <laughs> a whole other thing. Well, I have um, to get hurt in this. Side, I don't understand it either, I, but I'm I haven't on board. Even, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes sense. It makes the buttons. Sense. Um, but I, I just, you know, we're in a position, my wife and I, that that we are able to have our kids at home. So right now, we're we're doing that, and uh, uh, that's just our way of support. And we're going to take them out to the to the lines every day we can. But well, that's the great part. Yeah, bring them out there. You get the umbrella, whatever you need. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, when I was in uh, second or third grade, there was a, a teacher strike that went on a long in Chicago that went on a long time, and those and the teachers even went, "We'll just show up," really, and, and they showed up because uh, they wanted to, they didn't want us to get too far behind. Wow. Um, and I remember my mom thinking that was like an amazing thing. And that is an amazing. Uh, thing. I was a kid and didn't understand any of it, and yeah. just enjoy that I was sledding on a Wednesday. <laughs> right, and, right. You know, why, why do I have to go back to school on Thursday? Yeah. Uh, but I remember the teachers like. Uh, but it was. I, I apologize. It wasn't at the school. Like they they uh, rented out like the basement of a bank or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not. I probably didn't rent it. The bank probably donated. But mm-hmm. we went to the bank. And uh, went down into the basement, and the teachers, like, we all were in, like, one little area. That's incredible. Of the school, wow. Of the, that is of incredible. This, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Those teachers gave a shit. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's Ms. Lundmark something. was that woman's name. 
case I'm just curious. I was doing research. I imagine she's long passed away. Miss mm. Lundmark. It's not. It's no Theron LaFountain. <laughs> no. <laughs> I couldn't tell you Miss Lundmark's first name for $8 million. Offer it. I Offer don't it. have it on me, but I will, over time, <laughs> pay you the $8 million if you give me her first name. Carol. Oh, shit. <laughs> you fell for it. You're as dumb as those people that you claim uh, are yeah, uneducated. I know. You fell for a grift. Because I didn't go to the basement of the bank like you did. I didn't get properly educated. <laughs> didn't go to the bank basement? Bank, My bank. day, we went to the basement of a bank <laughs> to be educated. That's right. These children today, uh, I'm and with you. because uh, You obviously robbed the bank to pay the teachers, right? It was an easier time to rob <laughs> banks, too. There wasn't any of that glass up, none of that bullshit. Yeah. You got to talk to a teller directly to their face with balsa wood between the two of you. That's when robbing a bank made sense. Right? <laughs> yes. Now it does. You see Old Man with a Gun, by, uh, by the no, way? The no, Robert Redford like movie? No. Really good. Yeah, I've heard that. And he's phenomenal. If he goes out on this, which is uh, that's his, kind of the rumor, yeah, that's uh, uh, it's a good one to go out on. Mm, he's yeah. very, very good. Cool. Right? And you know, you know my thoughts. Did you use his face? <laughs> yeah. It, what, what, well, it was in a different context, but your yes. feeling is that once he retires, he can <laughs> use his, head use as his face as a, as a football full time. Oh, <laughs> I think you. Oh, I thought you said it was a catcher's mitt. No, no, I said football. Did yeah. you guys? Did you guys use? Oh, right. Oh, because I told a story about how I visited the set of a river runs through it mm-hmm. and got to throw a football around with Robert Redford between takes. And he said, "Did you use his face as the football for you?" <laughs> Come on, that's fun. <laughs> At the expense of one of the most talented actors of all time, <laughs> talented, charismatic, and the, handsome, very handsome, the, the great handsome. Rob Redford. That's right. Do you, think, do you think his friends call him Rob? Is he one of those? Is he, Bobby. One, of those? Yeah, Bob. Is he one of those? He's like, a Bob. Yeah. So Bob and I are. On he's the got. Set. He's Bob, right? He is. Yeah. Bob, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is? You know that. Everybody called him Bob, yeah. Bob Red. He doesn't look like a Bob to me. No, he doesn't. That's what they call Robert Mueller, Bob Mueller. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, when, you know, Bob Mueller's a good man. He's an honest man. Well, who's, who's Bob Mueller? Because <laughs> that's not that guy. I want to know that what Robert, Robert, Bob. Robert, what's Robert up to? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, that, right. That face is not a Bob. Uh, all right, speaking of faces, let's talk to Garen Cockrell. He's got one. <laughs> uh, Transition. He's over there at the uh, Pop Coast Preserve uh, Info Desk. That is sponsored by dogpile.com. Garen, uh, what's going on over the weekend? I know you uh, bought some new blanket or something. Oh, no, my mom sent me this thing. I guess it's called like Comfy or something. Oh, my kids really want a Comfy. They saw it on Shark Tank. Yes, it's a Shark yeah. Tank uh, item. It's yeah. a it's a half snuggle, snuggie? Snuggie, snuggie yeah. So it's, is it like a poncho? Pretty much. It's comfortable. You liked it, huh? Yeah. It's really good. What does it do that a blanket can't? It's just I don't I don't know. It's wearable. You wear it. You You're never going to wear it out of the house. You can walk to the kitchen. And get I snack. don't know. I mean, maybe if I go to Walmart, I'll wear it. But I don't know. You're, you know what? You're a couple of months away from walking out of the house in that. <laughs> I have to say, it's very on brand. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I saw that on Instagram. I was like, oh, you damn, you are killing it with your brand right now. Yeah. This is so Garen. And the thing is, is that I, I, I love being like buried in blankets and watching movies and whatever. But I like having a cool leg. So it's perfect. Oh, I see. The lower half is is, oh my God. is exposed. How do you feel about weighted blankets? That's the new fad. I, I kind of want to try that. My father-in-law got one for Christmas, and uh, it everyone loved it. Like everybody took a spin. Uh, with really? The, yeah, huh. with the weighted blanket, it's pretty great. You know, a friend of the show, Matt Donner, his uh, beautiful lady uh, Natalie Baseman, uh, apparently has trouble sleeping, and uh, somebody suggested a weighted blanket, and she has not had trouble sleeping. Wow. Since that day. Wow. Now, did you did you use it over an entire night? No, no, no. Because yeah, no, just for an hour or so. Right. Uh, right. And it is uh, it's very you know you ever see that movie Temple Grandin? 
uh, I, uh, the autistic woman. How's everyone doing? Talk to cows. <laughs> Did I hit the shut off button? <laughs> that, was that, you can say no. Was that the name of the movie? Yeah, Temple Grandin. It was. It was with, the, it's uh, the woman's name. Claire yes. Danes. Yeah, Claire yeah. Danes. Yeah, playing Temple Grandin. Okay. Well, in that movie, uh, she's she is uh, comforted by pressure. Uh, in fact, builds herself a contraption that when she pulls a rope, this wood comes in and sort of squeezes her a little bit. And uh, I put on the weight of blanket. I went, oh. I get it. It's oh, just a nice. Yeah. There's a nice uh, pressure sensation. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, are they expensive? These blankets? They are. Oh, they're like two hundred dollars. Oh, I'm not for doing a, that for, for what would be like a throw almost. Uh, I I don't know if I need to do that. I, what I do is when I'm feeling like a little anxious, I just go to the dentist and get X-rays. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, that that takes the it's edge the same, off for you. Yeah. yeah. By the way, that answers my question. Uh, I don't like. I find that to be. Uh, you don't like it. I don't like that weight, so I don't I think do. I would like oh, that blanket. I do okay, too. well then you don't want it. But maybe yeah. a full blanket would be different. What? <laughs> I just wanted to know from Rich what the temperature situation because you, oh, you think of a heavy blanket that might be really extra warm. Is it the same amount of warmth as a normal blanket, just heavier? Or is it warmer? It's. Uh, I would say the warmth rating is comparable, comparable to any other uh, throw that I've encountered. It's mm-hmm. really. It's two walls. Of a thin material, not thin, but you know, like a like like a, a light fleece blanket sort of mm-hmm. thing, um, and then uh, it's sort of sewn in pockets, and between the two walls are it, it like feels sheet like metal. It, not, not <laughs> sheet, it's like a little. It's like shot. It's like little beads, oh. like little pellets. Oh. Maybe and beans. You, you're supposed to get a blanket that is ten uh, percent of your body weight. Oh. Oh, so wow. for me, uh, you know, forty pound blanket would be perfect. <laughs> and, uh, so you can order different not. weights. <laughs> What's that? You you like when you order one, you say yes. like, "This is the weight I want." That's correct. The That's highest weird. that I've seen is twenty five uh, pound uh, blanket, mm-hmm. and then they go down that to I think ten good. pounds is the the smallest. Okay. That'd be for a hundred pound person. Mm. If I'm doing the math. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, you were correct. in the bank basement. I wasn't. So I trust <laughs> you. You know, I'm good. I'm into the numbers game. Yeah. You know, I like numbers. I'm a big fan of it. And that TV show number. I think mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah. What are you um, doing? Speaking David of numbers. Krumholtz. I'm getting the junk call that I get every day. About five times a day. You know, when we were doing the Mad Men show, numbers was filming uh, on our lot. I may have told you this at some point, but they used to have a poker game every something like Thursdays at lunch. And we tried several times as the Mad Men cast to sort of like, hey, what you guys mind if we uh, coldest of shoulders? No. Whoa. No interest. No interest from neither from David Krumholtz nor any of the other uh, folks in that game. No interest. No interest that in having rough. a joint numbers Zippo. Mad Men poker game. Zippo. Zippo. Yeah. That's rude, I think. Uh, no. Well, I don't know. It's their game. It's their, they, they, it's they their lunch. They've got a, a vibe going. They didn't, yeah. you know. I get it. Who else was on that show? I forget. There was one other name, I think, maybe. Uh, David Krumholtz. Yeah, but wasn't other, there an older gentleman? Other than like, him. Was Judd Hirsch on that too, or somebody? A Judd Hirsch type. Oh, like, didn't he have a brother or something? I don't know, Karen. I think David Krumholtz was. On I know it. the B was <laughs> an eight. Now that you mentioned, was that? I know the B was an eight. No, no, no. It was a three. Oh, Num three. Oh, the, the, three, yeah. the E was a three. I was thinking of Murder by Numbers. And I think the B and by remember that movie Mm-mm. with uh, Ryan Gosling. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. Yeah. Who's the woman? Is it uh, Naomi said, Watts? I, I thought it was Sandra Bullock. I think you're right. Yeah. I have. I don't know what the hell you're talking. Oh, about. Oh, it's it's a thriller. It's a really good. It's like one of Ryan Gosling's first movies. Really? Yeah. Um, there's another guy in it too. Who is it? Ryan Phillippe or something? I think no, it it's. Hold on. Uh, Judd Hirsch is in numbers. Oh, nice. So is uh, Rob Morrow. Rob Morrow. That's who I was trying to think of. Yeah. Okay, now what was the other one? It was Judd Hirsch. Murder by Numbers. When you think Judd Hirsch, do do you, what percentage of time do you think of Taxi, and what percentage of time do you think of Dear John? 
I'm like 80, 80 Dear John, 20 Taxi. I am too. Yeah. I'd, I'd say 80 Dear John. Because I didn't really watch Taxi, but I did watch oh, Dear right. John. Yeah. I would I go the other way, but I also, I got a little sliver in there for uh, Running on Empty. Mm, that, uh, that great movie with uh, River Phoenix. Uh-huh. It, uh huh. And and Judd Hirsch, Judd Hirsch is phenomenal in that movie. He's real good. Yeah, mm. he's real good. He's he, on that donut show now. <laughs> Which donut show is that? What's it yeah, called? Lucky Donuts Lucky or something. Donuts. Yeah. Dynamite yeah. Donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donut Head. What was that? Like someone we know is on it. Wait, is yeah, Ron, I think Keckner might be on that too. Is Ron Funches on that? I think he might be. But then there's some other comic who we know also. Uh, he was on. He was on the show. I think uh, sure. Michael Pitt is the other kid in. Uh, oh, okay, Michael Pitt. Wow, what happened to Michael Pitt? He was good. Yeah, he was really good in that movie. He did Boardwalk Empire, and then where would he go? Yeah, I don't know. What's that other show called? Donut Street. Donut. I don't Lucky know, Donuts. Lucky Donuts. I oh, think. just look up Judd Hirsch. I think. Is it Lucky Donuts? It might be Lucky Donuts. I have no idea. Yeah, we right. There, we have a friend that was like a regular. Who was it? Who was it? Uh, Garen, when you figure it out, give us at least give us the initials or give us some hints on who the yeah. friend of show is that was that's on Lucky Donuts. What uh, did you see the recent Law and Order Law and Order SVU with Judd Hirsch and oh I can't remember the other famous actor's name uh, where they're it's called Alta Cockers is the name of the episode where they're two really old brothers that have been like locked up in the on the, on their own recognizance rock, locked up in this house and then there's a whole obviously SVU story that goes on top of it it's really great I'm going to answer you could stop that question as have you seen the law and order <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you don't watch the law and order ever. I stopped it, pre colon you didn't even it wasn't even yeah. SVU yeah. Yeah. right you, you don't say it stopped before the colon I stopped I, yeah. I, I you know I went through that phase like we all did when it was on 19 different channels sure. 24 hours a day where you watched it for 3 months straight mm-hmm. and now I never need to watch it again I, I don't know. I like I like procedurals sometimes. I have not seen it's, past uh, uh, Merloni. Whenever when he left, mm-hmm. uh, I went with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those shows. Like if I see it, I'm like, yeah, this is good. And I, I know I never. No, seek I it never out. seek it out. Yeah. But did you ever on, do an episode of that when you were uh-huh. in New York? You did. I didn't do it when I was in New York. I did. Well, I did the regular Law and Order when I was in New York once. Then since moving to LA, I did the regular Law and Order again, the last season of it, and then I did one SVU as well. You did with uh, I, I was uh, I playing Chloe Sevigny's husband oh. uh, for an episode. Yeah. yeah, it was real weird. She's great, yeah. Gen- genuinely great. Genuinely loved great. her. Yeah, great actor. Yeah. She's uh, real good. Now, Rich, you were just uh, I want to see. Were you in Toronto for a long? I was time? in Toronto for five months Jeez. from from uh, the end of july through december 22nd and you were uh, very cagey about what you were doing up there are you allowed well, to talk about to it be, now i didn't mean to be cagey i was allowed to talk about it I'm ever gonna, let I me just, real quick i know elliot's going nuts about the, the chair thing because he's like locked I, on you it's it's fine oh really okay i mean, so I'm, I mean I'm the asshole <laughs> no, no no i i appreciate your uh you're wanting to say something but i didn't want to you know put it on rich because it's not his fault here's what you just did if i may you did the equivalent of when a comedian is is having trouble with a heckler and then the the club goes and deals with the heckler and says you can't act that way. And then as the heckler's walking out, goes, uh, "Hey man, about ah, you were fine." It's like <laughs> no, that you. Yeah, you, we just had a big conversation. We just had a whole thing, this. and you got the club involved. Now you just sold them out. You just said to all of it when people are moving in the chair, it's distracting. It does, and make- then you sold them out. I, 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 if this is never a thing that I wanted the guests to ever have to be self-conscious about. Yeah, we were just talking about how... But Rich is could, a friend of the show. Yeah, that's true. That, that's why I brought it up. It, it, like, I wouldn't have said it for, like, a first-timer or something, but it just seemed like we can address this. <laughs> I didn't care about Rich's story. I was like, let's jump in on this. <laughs> that's a good, really good... See, I wasn't cagey about what I was doing. I just always get interrupted when I'm starting to tell you what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I should tell you, though, before the, before the listeners See, go what I'm insane, saying. Yes? that it's superior donuts. Okay. Mm. Okay. And... 
uh, David Heckner is in it. So is Judd Hirsch. But the person you're thinking of has been on the show once. Okay. And it's MJ. Is it an MJ? He's only been on the show once. And it's a, it's a he. Dude. It is a he. Gentlemen. MJ. I'm going to go with a, that's got to be a Michael, right? Or a uh, Mark? Nope. No, not a Michael. Mark. And he was on in the last six months. Mickey. Was it or no? Marlboro. <laughs> You're getting a little bit. Monty? It's not a standard name. Michigas. Yeah. No, Michigas Johnson. Me- Mishak Jailer. <laughs> <laughs> I love Thank that you, joke. I, I, even Elliot doing it. I know. <laughs> it, it, it works every. I know you guys shipped him, but I was like, it's, it's always funny to me. Yeah, because the guy's dead. That, that was my problem with it. Yeah. MJ has been on this program one but time. Now it's an unconventional oh, MJ. I, I know it. You know. Maz Jabrani. Yes. That's right. Oh, Maz Jabrani. Yes. That's right. Yes. Never would have gotten That's right. Maz <laughs> Jabrani. Also, Katie Seagal. Oh, right. You say Seagal or Seagal? Which is it? Is it S E G A L, right? S A G. Yeah, it's S A G. George Seagal. Katie. Wait, no, it's George Seagal. Is it Seagal? Yeah. George Seagal. Who is aging rapidly. He's great on the Goldbergs, though, still. But he's, but he's. But you know what? They're also cutting him down. They, they have to because you could tell he's uh, like he was reading. He was reading from cue cards in a recent episode. Oh, you could see. Oh, it. was he? And you could see that he was doing it. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh that's sad. Like, like I said, he, he somehow in the last two years he's gotten to that point. You know how old uh, people sometimes yeah. like, just really age. Yeah. He's done it. But he's been great for years. Love that. Uh, show. So why were you in Toronto? I was doing a a new television show, <laughs> Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> you can't talk Again, about it? No, I can't. Why still cagey? I'm not cagey about it. Okay, so it's called In the Dark. Uh, it oh, is, yeah, I saw the thing on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, uh, it was for, uh, it's, uh, for a network called the CW. Perhaps you've heard of it. I am. Uh, generally, they don't uh, cast people uh, of my age or, say, uh, physical stature. Okay. Uh, but they thought they'd swing for it. <laughs> May prove to have been it. Terrible uh, error in judgment, um, but yeah, it's a it's a story of a a young woman who is uh, blind. But now the actor is not blind, but she, she plays blind. Wait a minute, Jimmy. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. I know it's uh, Jimmy. Actress would have been Jimmy, perfect. Actress. Oh, actress. Is actress. What, so yeah. I did not miss out on a role here. No. no. Okay. No, 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 no. Go ahead then, Richard. But you could have been a consultant, maybe. I could have consulted on the blind acting. <laughs> acting you coach. You could. Uh, Finola Hughes just had to be blind on General Hospital, and so a lot of people were letting me know that I probably should have been on set to help with yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. All right. I apologize uh, so, for interrupting right. again. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't. Know. I don't care. Um, uh, yeah. So she's she's blind. She finds the body of her best friend uh, murdered, and. She she calls the cops, and by the time the cops show up, the body is gone, and some don't believe that this actually happened, that maybe she misidentified or misunderstood a situation, and I am uh, the only cop who sort of gives her any oh, potential credence. Wow. And that so sounds When great. does it start? Uh, April 4th, I believe. Of this year. CW cool. of this year. And yeah. uh, who else is in it? You are, Obviously, you're the star. Who I'm else not, is I'm <laughs> nowhere near the star, by the way. Uh, I, I uh, Yeah. Uh, it, the, the lead is a young woman named Perry Matfeld. Uh, she was... She's she's been around a little bit. She was on Shameless for a while. Um, very tall. She's five eleven, I want to say. Mm. Uh, um, and and good. Uh, uh, Morgan Krantz, uh, Brooke Markham, Keston John, and then uh, uh, old old Rich Summer. <laughs> very old Rich Summer. <laughs> I, I I I had my other castmates outweighed and outaged uh, pretty significantly. By a lot. Yeah, a lot of them are you know uh, models. <laughs> uh-huh. How was that so, hang uh, uh, between? Uh, yeah, that's what, so. Who'd you spend time with? Oh, I got to know Rich 
<laughs> <Real one. laughs> um, I genuinely here's where uh, the people that I got to know so uh, to genuinely answer your question I as far as socially hanging out I think I hung out three times in the five months I was there uh, one of them was with one of the directors who came through one was with uh, a few of the well actually uh, twice did the couple of the PAs PAs and um, producers assistants uh, folks um, third third assistant director uh, Joe came came and watched some Cleveland Browns games with me at the Toronto Browns backers bar, and then um, I think uh, I was trying to think. I think there was one other social engagement, but otherwise, the people with whom I hung out the most were the the two gentlemen named Jeff who run the Browsers Den, which is Toronto's uh, magic store, Canada's oldest magic store, and uh, that was. That was that was legitimately. I went there about once, maybe twice a week. Mm. It was an hour bus ride, uh, but you know, I only worked one to three days a week, and so the rest of the time, <clears throat> I hung out with Jeff and Jeff at the Browser's Den. <laughs> so it was a great five months, mm. and I think um, I think <laughs> I uh, did everything I, I could, <laughs> and here we are. Do you want us to cut this? No. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm great. No, look. Is was... someone controlling you from inside that bandana? <laughs> it's very Stockholm Syndrome, Andrew. <laughs> Something's going on. No, there's nothing going on. Legitimately, it was it was uh, it was a bit of a lonely time. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you have to be there for five months. I came home ten times in the five months. Anytime I had three or more days off, I got out of there, which is why I didn't really get to know anyone I was working with. Mm-hmm. I only really worked with a couple of the cast members, some of the cast members I never, ever worked with on set. So I just didn't, you know, um, I just tr- truly sat alone most of the five months, uh, other than when I would take an hour bus ride to the, the magic, magic store. Shop. Yeah. Did you learn some tricks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, we just, I just talked to them. I'll tell you, I will tell you this. If you're in Toronto and you are looking to meet some characters, I would highly recommend the Browser's Den Magic mm. Shop. The guys who run it, Jeff and Jeff, they go by old Jeff and young Jeff. Uh, but Jeff Pinsky, uh, who currently owns the Browser's Den, he's owned it just about 20 years, started going there as a kid and, you know, in the 70s and and eventually bought the shop and uh, now runs it. And he's just, this is what he does. And he's one of the greatest guys, a complete down-to-earth fella. And the weirdos that come into that shop are, I mean, it's... You know, as you guys know, I'm a big board game player, and you meet a lot of weirdos in board games. Uh, What's fun about board games is they require social interaction. Magic, to be good at it, you have to spend hours by yourself Mm. staring in a mirror at yourself. So the guys that come in there uh, are seeing daylight for the first time in (laughs) weeks sometimes, and they're like, how's it going, guys? What's uh, what's happening? And they're they're eager to talk. They're eager to show you something uh, that they've been working on. Uh, it's it's a real fascinating character study. Here's what we just found out, Matt. Elliot is a secret magician. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have the facial hair. You, have the, well, you also have the all the uh, uh, the qualities the qualities that, yeah. that were just yeah. described. Sounds like. You are you looking be... at me? I can't tell. Your eyes are not above <laughs> yeah. sea level. There. there how's that? Yeah, I don't like it. No, okay. It's disconcerting. <laughs> yeah, go back down. <laughs> Slink yeah. back down, go for it. I was at Kilroy height on, from yeah. my perspective. <laughs> Kilroy wasn't happy. No. Uh, I know he was there. Yeah. He was there. Oh, yeah. yeah. No question about it. What? Uh, 
I had a follow up, but I don't remember what it was now. Magic. All right, uh, Garen. So uh, what else? You got anything else uh, happening? You got the slanket or whatever it's called. The, uh, the sl- slanket. You bought a slinky. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I kind of just chill. It was kind of out of it the most of the weekend. Yeah. I did watch True Detective last night, though. How is it? The new the new oh, season. Oh, it's great. That's oh, what they it is. Say. It's they great. say it's very good, good. good. And and I believe this to be true. You need no prior no. viewing experience of True Detective. No, there's one reference, but they're just saying it's just just a like an offhanded to season thing. one or to season two. To season one. Mm-hmm. It's an Easter egg for those who have seen it, but for those yeah, of us who it haven't, it'll just whatsoever. fly by. You never watched season one? I have never seen True Detective. Uh, oh, season one's season great. One's really great. Season two is a train wreck. Yeah, that's what they yeah. say. Real stink town. Yeah. Stuck yeah. with it the whole way through, man. I did too, brother. And you know what? I didn't. The truth is I didn't hate it, I, but I... Yeah, like I guess if it was truly awful, I would have stopped, but um, it, it, was a, it was a fascinating miss. Like, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, I see you had some thoughts here, but... Is it the never... same guy? Well, they didn't. the The director left, but uh, the the I think the creator was oh, okay. consistent. Well, this season, worry not. It's great. I am going to worry not. The whole cast is great. Stephen Dorff is great. I was a little worried because the guy who did that movie Green Room was supposed to direct it, and then he left, and it was like, oh, what's wrong? What's going on over Which there? Which guy? Who the directed racist Green? or the? No, directed. Peter Farrelly. No, no, no. Green not Room. Green Book. Green oh, Green Room. Room. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, yeah, that was that's the movie's movie awesome. Yeah, yeah, and that's Patrick is, Stewart. Is that right? Is yeah, that, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't a, seen it. White supremacist. Yeah, Green Room. Room. Green Room. Yeah. Uh, you're thinking of Green Book. I'm thinking of Green Book. And then there's also the Green Mile. That's another movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with who? Michael like, Clark Duncan. I bet my life on it. I got in trouble for saying that was Ving Rhames or something. Oh. <laughs> Mixed those two guys up. I met Michael Clark Duncan once beneath the stands. I went to a UFC match one time in my life and uh, happened to be there was someone who knew Brock Lesnar. So he was taking me back to, to meet Brock Lesnar. And I went beneath the stands at the place and walking through uh, the curtain was Michael Clark Duncan and his then fiance Amorosa. Oh. And uh, we had uh, the oh. most awkward of chats. Now, funny enough, <laughs> Amorosa and I knew each other when we encountered each other at this UFC fit because <laughs> when when uh, so when when I moved to Los Angeles and Mad Men started to sort of get some traction, we started getting invited to all of those gift lounges, mm-hmm. gift suites. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things that I think almost everyone is like, yes, in the beginning. And then you go to, I don't know, 10 of them, you go, no. (laughs) The feeling you get when you you get a bag of pistachios and have to stand, I mean, literally, if you search my name and go through images, you'll eventually come upon me holding a bag of pistachios uh, like like they're the greatest gift I've ever received. <laughs> and eventually you just get, you're like, the, I, I'm going to buy my fucking pistachios. I don't want to have to pay for it with 10 years of pride on the internet. Anyway, Omarosa and uh, my wife and I went to one of these gift suites and we got somehow, sometimes you get paired with someone to be led through mm-hmm. in a way. And we got paired with Omarosa and her mother. And it was two hours of just the four of us what? sort of sipping champagne and walking around and uh, <laughs> receiving bags of weird shit that we were never going to use. And, uh, uh, you know, I-, I wish I could tell you it was just terrible. It wasn't. We ended up having some very pleasant conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, she would turn it on. If somebody came and wanted to talk to her, you could definitely see her turn it on. But when she- when we were just chatting, it was it was 
fine. I don't want her in the White House of my country, uh, <laughs> but I don't want me in the White House of this country <laughs> right. either. So it uh, works. Yeah. Anyway. I'd vote for you tomorrow. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> You're welcome. I think it'd be great. Sure. Bye. Yeah. Show up with that headband. As long as you have that bandana. I don't, okay. Yeah, yeah one of the three colors I love. I appreciate you guys uh, taking me seriously today in this getup. We don't have a choice. <laughs> you, you seem to refuse to take any hint to take it off. Uh, all right, well, Garen, well, welcome in. Nice to have you here, as it always is. Happy to be here. Good to have you here. Did you, uh, I, and I'm not insulting, did you coordinate the, uh, the shirt and shoes today? Maybe I did. Okay. Looks nice. Yeah. I like the effort, honestly. I like the sweater too. Is that new? We talked about it before. No, I have. I bought two of these, same time. I got a gray one. I got a blue one. And usually I wear the blue one. Today I went gray. I like it. Offset the purple a little bit. Mm -hmm. It makes it pop. The get a little attention on the. Yeah, lazy queen shirt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How's that? We got a we got a contest going on this very show. Rich, Matt, and I have a bet. We have two new shirts. Actually, there's supposed to be a third one too. Is that new one out? Karen, go to Podswag and see if that new if our new shirt is available yet. You guys want to muddy the waters with that one? Well, we don't have a, we don't have a choice. It's coming out. <laughs> it, one, yeah. one of them has to sell. Yes, it's out. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. The Color My World. Yeah. yeah, the Color My World, which is the uh, the play on the uh, Chicago Greatest Hits, uh, Chicago Nine, Chicago's Greatest Hits, the in the Never Not Funny logo. So get yourself that shirt, which is a beautiful looking shirt, equally as beautiful. Uh, Glug. Or Lazy Queen. Lazy Queen. And we have a bet. Matt uh, Matt sided with Lazy Queen. I sided with the Glug on which one would sell more. Mm -hmm. And I am currently losing uh, two to one. <laughs> two to one? Yes. We've what? sold two of Lazy Queen and one of Glug. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, he is more than he is. Uh, Matt is. Matt, uh, unless I rally strong. I'm running away with it. Uh, he is running away. What's the time frame on this? I'm well, not sure we determined that. We really put a uh, dead end on that. Uh, I think that'll be up to Pod Swag to go. Uh, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> this has run its course. Well, at some point, all all of all merchandise from a podcast, I think, you know, has its mm -hmm. uh, its spike, and then it goes on the clearance yeah, rack. It's a, it's a shelf life. Yeah, real severe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, but we, uh, but uh, yeah, we were. I mean, I I, I just I, I I first thought you're crazy to bet against me on this, and then I had a moment of like, I am crazy. You're absolutely going to win. And then we got the numbers back. <laughs> Turned out I was right. Yeah, I'm going to get my ass kicked on that. Luckily, we only bet $5,000. So <laughs> oh, is that off? Shouldn't be that big of a hit on me. <laughs> we never really settled on what we were betting. Was it 10 bucks? It was just 10, 10 bucks. bucks, yeah. I don't even want to lose that, and I'm going to. Mm. I'm going to lose it. Oh, by the way, uh. Uh, I saw this earlier. It's a little late now, I guess, but I did find the nine greatest players of number 23 list. God. Just in case. <laughs> All right, hang on. Then so far we can name three. Mm -hmm. Well, so number Jordan, LeBron. Oh, no, four then. Jordan, LeBron, LeBron, Matt LeBlanc, Ryan, Ryan Sandberg, Robin Ventura. Okay, there's four. And how many more are there? They have nine. This this total right. sports. Quick, quickly total. run it down. Bob Nystrom, hockey player. Okay. Brian Bellows. All right, never heard of him. Yeah. Who's that? Football player. Uh, I think it's that character Tracy player. Morgan did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Brian Bellows. Uh, Wait, this this slideshow. He's a hockey player. Oh, no. You're in one of those slideshow uh, lists. Don Mattingly. Oh, Don Mattingly. Arguably one of the best. Mm -hmm. Bob Gainey. Basketball player. Mm -hmm. Calvin Murphy. This is going from, from nine to one, I assume. I guess. Calvin Murphy. NBA. Oh, Don Mattingly should be higher. Ryan Sandberg. There he is, the rhino. David Beckham. Oh, sure. Oh, he bends it. LeBron James. Oh, there's the king. Yeah. Michael Jordan. 
And then Michael. All right. Well, Robert, no, oh, wait, no, Robin Ventura. Robin Ventura doesn't even make that cut. No, no Robbie V. You know better than I do if he stacks up against those five or six names I'd never heard in I my think, life. I, I think he'd be better than Bellows. <laughs> you think he beats Bellows? Uh, there's no doubt Ventura <laughs> beats Bellows. Brian Bellows? Nobody beats the Bells. This is Brian Bellows. <laughs> you're thinking of Bobby Bellows. Oh, uh, you're right. Nobody beats Bobby Bellows. I mean, when you need the fire raging, you call Bellows. You call Bellows. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There's the captain back there behind Michigan Control, uh, Elliot Hoberg. Hello, Elliot. Hello. All right, now listen, you got the big interview today. We're excited. Sure. You're going to yeah. button down the collar. Sure, I have already have. Oh, you already have done it? Yeah. I, I, again, I, I only can't see, see you. I made, you stand I, up. I made, a, I made a choice, and I uh, went with the... Uh, with I still the, can't see. I just, yeah. just stand I, completely. I oh, there got you. the earbuds yeah, okay. in. Night and day. Looks so much nicer. Yeah, it looks like button down. I hope you get that job or whatever the heck's happening. Whatever, whatever you're interviewing for, I hope you get it. I, th- I think it seems I, like it's done. This is a formality. I think it's a formality. Let's let's not go on our chickens. <laughs> well, I look. I haven't spent the money yet. If that's what you're saying, I wasn't saying that. All right. Well, saying, sounded like it's me. Let's not jump the gun. So, how many times have we said, "Hey, Garrett's got a new job," and he still sits there, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I just found out I didn't get the one I was waiting for. What too. the fuck? Oh, God. Seriously? Yeah, about forty-five minutes ago. Oh. I'm sorry, Garrett. You need a button-down you know shirt. You know what? You're right. I shouldn't have worn my Lazy Queen shirt today. <laughs> oh, Gary, that's probably a mistake. <laughs> you know, I thought I'd just be me. Yeah, if they don't want you, uh, uh, then uh, you are. So let me take my slanket off so I can have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine going and interviewing in a slanket? Oh, what a fun thing to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> we all have vibrant imaginations. And that's what you've chosen to use yours for. Huh? Maybe unbutton that collar. <laughs> Something's wrong. You know, show, me, show me you have some originality. <laughs> a little tight. Run a lot on it. Oh, I got a restriction, guys. Oh, oh good. A little, mm. little stomach action there. Oh, oh you get a little, uh, yeah. little, uh, little skin. Skin? My yeah. apologies. Mm. No, no. Oh, <laughs> no need to. Oh, more. Rich. Rich would like more. Yeah, wrap that bandana around this, Summer. <laughs> uh, Matt, hello. Hello. All right, Rich Summers with us. He's, uh, <laughs> oh, we talked at length. At, uh, sure. Right? Uh, I think you, we need another break, don't we? Yeah, we got to take another break. I, I was actually going to wait uh, two minutes, to be honest with you. Okay, I apologize. I have, to, I have to go to the bathroom. Okay, let's take it out. We'll be back. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Rich Summer no longer on social media, and I say good for him, but he is on the new CW show In the Dark, which premieres on April 4th, 9 p.m. on the CW, as I mentioned. Please check it out. Uh, Never Not Funny. Well, let's start with Jimmy Pardo. He's going to be doing stand-up comedy at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana on the 25th and 26th of January, and then Never Not Funny is live on the 27th. That's a matinee show. And then uh, new date, March 1st, Dallas Comedy House, 10 p.m. show. Uh, that'll be up on the website uh, by the time you hear this. And then Saturday, we are at the White Oak Music Hall in Houston on the uh, March 2nd, Saturday, March 2nd. Jimmy's doing stand-up, uh, but we're also doing a, a podcast. There's a package deal if you want to go to both shows that night. And then uh, another matinee show on the 3rd of March, Sunday the 3rd, St. Louis Helium. We'll see you there if you're in the St. Louis area. Hope you can make it out. Go to NeverNotFunny.com for all the dates and deets for those live shows for Never Not Funny. And for Jimmy's stuff, go to JimmyParto.com, click his tour date, and enjoy. Oh, I should also mention, uh, get your finances in order, obviously. We're, new season's coming up in, I think, three weeks there will be a week off in between seasons but we got two episodes left of season 23 and uh stay tuned next week for more details on uh vip package uh gifts and whatnot enjoy 
Now, listen, the uh, the Aero Home Wi-Fi system is something I'm not uh, very uh, uh, up on, but Matt Belknap, you have this in your house. I'm living with it, baby. Let me spell it for you in case uh, you're, my E-E-R-O. Chicago accent wants to screw this up. E-E-R-O. Yeah. E-R-O. E-R-O Home Wi-Fi System. It brings you a fast, reliable connection in every room of your house because the life's too short for bad Wi-Fi. True. Uh, the second generation Eero mm-hmm. and the Eero Beacon allow you to build a Wi-Fi system that's more perfectly tailored to your home than ever before. Now, Matt, is that something you can confirm? Yes. I uh, had weak signal in the back of the house where the playroom is. Where How long did you have that signal? How long was that weak signal? Uh, when, did you, when did that first start? <laughs> the weak signal? About a week back. Oh, that's boy. That uh, uh, was... Yeah, <laughs> that's that old. Cl- that's that old joke. I know. I know. I'm I got just... a bad back. I'll, you know, I got a weak back. How long have you been about a weak back? Good. Um, yeah, like I, I don't know if people know about this. The Nintendo Switch has a very bad Wi-Fi antenna in it. So like other devices in the playroom would be fine, but that one would just be like have one little notch of Wi-Fi, and it was not. It wouldn't work to like try to go online. And uh, once I set up the Eero, boom, full bars on that. Is that right? Yeah fantastic and, I, it, and it looks cool right i was i was, was kind of cool. jealous that uh, that was one that uh that, yeah uh, i think one of the perks that you got to enjoy from never not funny well you i you could have taken it you could have snatched it from my from my hands but, but i'm not an animal <laughs> but you also you needed it and i don't yeah and you, and maybe you i don't know were you like intimidated by the setup because the setup is insanely easy there's an app that walks you through it i'm not gonna lie there's a very good chance a i was intimidated by the setup yeah uh b i was also intimidated by the uh, man behind the counter at 7-eleven so i'm intimidated easily <laughs> no but i, I it truly was i was a little yeah. intimidated uh, oh, at the same be. time don't be uh, the wi-fi uh would i like it to be stronger yeah but uh in the front room of our house when occasionally i'll go out there because i enjoy the sunlight in the morning mm-hmm. uh yes but uh, you know, All right. uh, so when you're ready to play with the big boys when i'm ready to buy i'm gonna go with Eero. yeah Eero. i was i've said this before the look of it is like the um uh eve from wally the like the robot yeah. that, the, the other robot that wally falls in love with that's what Eero looks like it's like super sleek rounded white pod type thingies because there's like the base and then there's two little like extenders at least mm-hmm. in the, the thing that i got and uh, yeah, and like I've said, that you plug it into a wall socket, the extenders, and they even have like a nice little soft little glow, uh, like light that lights up when it's when the room is dark and you walk into it. It gives you a little beacon, so kind of little beacon in the night. Huh? It's almost like a night light, uh, just as an added feature for it. Well, by checking the sites you visit against a database of millions of known threats, Eero Plus prevents you from accidentally visiting malicious sites without slowing anything down. Hmm. That is called uh, Total Network Protection. That comes with the Eero Plus. Uh, it automatically tags sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content, so you can choose what your kids can and cannot visit right from the Eero app. Well, as you know, I want my kids to see that stuff. They need to learn. They open up your eyes to the world. This is, the, this is what we're living in. This Good is for what, you. This is what we have to deal with. Well, other other families may want to take advantage of eh, that, okay. even if you did They're wrong, but you know. Uh, you can also get rid of annoying ads and pop-ups on all your devices. Ad blocking provides and improves. I just pulled a Donald Trump <laughs> that I misread it and then pretended, pretended like, like it was like, yeah. yeah. Uh, it impro- ad blocking improves load times for ad-heavy sites so you can browse and stream faster than ever before. Now, dig. No one knows more about browsing than you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on. That's a good joke. Uh, Matt loves his hero. Why wouldn't you? Here's what you could do. You can get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package. That's what I have. And a year of Eero Plus 
by visiting eero.com slash Pardo and then entering the code Pardo at checkout. Now that is eero.com slash Pardo. And then you enter the code Pardo and you're going to get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package. You just heard Matt Belknap oh, rave about it. That deal is great. I mean, if you don't jump on that. Well, I might jump on it just should. so I can enjoy that, uh, yes. that morning uh, light I was speaking of. Yeah. Uh, Eero. A better way to why. Fi. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2323, the Double Ventura. Uh, what? Did you, that beep? Did it beep? Yeah, beeped. Okay, good. I didn't hear it, but it's fine. Beeped. Uh, I didn't hear it. Well, you heard me talking, though. That had to maybe give you an update that we were starting. It's not the first. I'm, try, I'm trying to help. Because you, sometimes sometimes you, you forget to press who the button. Who are you button. helping? You? you can see if the numbers are moving. I've done. I've made the same mistake. I, like, I didn't hear it beep, and I say, hey, I didn't hear it beep. But like you would notice if it was, if it was not moving. Well, I can't. I can't, can't see it. And, no, no, no. But you can, if Jimmy, you you trust that he can see his own. I would clock, say 20% right? of the time, I wish I had said something when I didn't hear the beat because five minutes later, Jimmy goes, oh, I didn't do my clock. You know what? You're, you're not wrong. But but 80% of the time, I was right not to say anything. Well, usually, it's the Judd Hirsch ratios all over again. <laughs> I usually do my lobster hellhead. Oh, we got to bring that guy back, yeah. huh? Number 23. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Lobster was 23. Yeah, 23. Oh, did you wow. know that? No, he should have been on that list. Uh, now, Rich Summers brought it along a new game. Ooh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's, so this is a game that I bought uh, a while ago. It's been sitting in my garage because I I bought it, and then I said, hey, I bought this game, and my friend was like, oof, it's really hard. And I thought, oh, okay, oh. well, then I'm not going to. But it's called... Uh, well, if it's really hard, why would you bring it up? Well, because I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think it's hard if you just sit and go through it one by one. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that you know, if I can curate it a little bit, then okay. maybe we'll be okay. It's called Quizniac. That's with a K. Okay. I mean, K W I Z N I A C. Oh boy! Um, <laughs> this is a, if you've ever done bar trivia, which I, I, I have. believe uh, some people have in this oh, yeah. room. Sure. Uh, Champion. At least where I've done when I, where I've done trivia, this is a category similar. You. Um, there are 10 facts about a person here. Oh. Uh, they start at most vague and yeah. sort of taper Love down it. into Love most specific. About it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in the bar trivia scene, you know, you try and get your answer in earlier, it's worth more points, et cetera. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to see uh, here. We'll, we'll try this. This this, this is actually seems like a pretty straightforward Now, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Because, because of your, uh, what you just said, it may be point system. Uh, why don't we uh, lock in that we know? Mm-hmm. At a certain day, but I guess you could, and nobody cheats. We're all, yeah, yeah. everybody's If you were wrong, you were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But this one, I think everybody's probably, but don't, don't give it away. Wrong. Just, no, no, no. Should we write them down? Like as we, if we get it? You can lock it. You can yeah, write yeah, down yeah, if you want. Just say got it. Or just say got it. And hold your hand up. Just say got it and uh, we'll take, yeah. you, you take your word for it. Okay. No, the, I don't know. They don't I got seem this that hard. I got some it. of these. <laughs> Uh, I can name that person and zero clues. But again, we're all friends here. There's no reason to cheat. No. No, I just opened this. So my my curating is happening on the fly. Okay. Uh, So these may not be uh, perfect examples, but uh, clue number 10 for this one. Okay. It's a, uh, he was created by American writer, Jerry Siegel and Canadian born artist, Joe Schuster in 1932. That's two got it. Three got it. Three got it. I'm the only guy that doesn't have it. Number nine, he was originally a bald telepathic villain who sought oh. world domination. I didn't have it. Oh. oh. You might still have it. Well, you're, you're locked in, so yeah, whatever your answer is, right. that's your answer. I, 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 uh, I'll say I got it. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess we got we to gotta hear what people have. Mm. I thought I it was I'm Superman. Wrong. I thought it was Lex Luthor. Superman. I also thought Superman. Superman is the answer. Oh! Uh, Great Depression was a theme. He possesses extraordinary bald. power. I mean, this gets... But that's what's weird. Yeah, that that one's actually a misleading clue because 
clearly that ended up being more like Lex Luthor. <laughs> this may be a, this is a, this is, okay. Number 10, it was, this is an it. Okay. It was originated by the Chinese around 3000 BC. Got it. Really? No. Okay. I, got it. I actually I got think it. I do got I it. Do, I do got really? it. Do you really? Yeah. All right. So, so you guys are locked in. I'm locked yeah, in. Yeah, why not? Number nine. It is made of nitrocellulose, dissolved in a solvent, and can be colored or left clear. I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe you cocky assholes could just wait for another clue. Number eight. That's not directed to you, Garen, because maybe you still know it. 19th century cookbooks contained directions for making it. Oh. Number seven. It can be found in shades of red. Pink and brown. This is going great. Number six. <laughs> it is closely related to the use of henna dyes used for the decoration of hands. Associate with this, huh? I thought I had it like a three ago, and then but I was like wanted to wait, and now I'm more confused than ever. Number five. The introduction of automobile paint in the 1920s inspired the use of colored versions of this thing. I'm wrong. Number four, women and men who did not belong to royalty were allowed to use it in pale colors only. Oh. In. In? Belknap? No. I, think I, knew it one, I, would, I knew it one earlier, and I, I panicked and waited. Number three, it is most commonly used on women. However, male rock stars also use it. Yeah. It could be specific, but it, I think it's a... Number it's a two, okay. it is most often used on toenails and fingernails. Holy shit. Number one... <laughs> Its most common brands are OPI, Essie, and Revlon. I mean, did I, you really have it at 10? No, I was wrong. Oh, and I what, was super what wrong. What did you I, guess at 10? Gunpowder. I, I thought Go, because I was thinking games. Uh -huh. it's, it's, so it's nail polish? It nail is nail polish, polish okay. yes. I get the point. Good for you. Thank you, Elliot. All right, we'll try one more. I just okay. I kept thinking it could be like three things, you know, like every t every time I was like it could be ice cream, it could be on a toe and finger. Not then, no, the, <laughs> not, not then. No, <laughs> that was the last one. But now, now I'm realizing you probably have to wait for like three clues before you before you because it kind of triangulates. It's going to be real vague up at the top. Although yeah. that first one, yeah, that one was it, a, like obviously those people could have created something other than Superman also, but it seemed like that's why that second clue made me think I was wrong. Yeah, I thought it was Lex Luthor at the second clue. Yeah. But when you hear, oh, yeah. Mix a little. Sir Mix a lot? Yeah. yeah. He likes big butts. Yeah. I've heard that somewhere. Well, I just like Superman. Superman clue number 10. It was invented by Betty Nesmith Graham in 1951. Oh, this is 51? Mm-hmm. Got it. Now, this is not the 1952 Betty Nesmith <laughs> okay. Graham. You know what? I'm, I'm this is 51. Okay. Take away my okay. God. Okay. Rescinded. Number nine. It was originally offered to IBM, but they turned it down. Got it. Oh. Oh, I think I got it too. Interesting. Okay. It's still still a, a, an outlier here. So we have Belknap and Pardo are locked in. Is that yeah. correct? I'm locking in. But I, I fear too early, but I'm locked I, I in. I think I'm wrong, but I'm still locked Number in. Number eight, it was sold to the Gillette Corporation in 1979 for $47.5 million with royalties. I'm out. I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> what do you think it was? Number seven, it contains titanium dioxide, solvent naphtha, mineral spirits, resins, dispersant, colorants, and fragrance. I'm back in. I, I'm in. You've got it? I do not have it. Yeah. Elliot, okay, Elliot, this one's for I'm you. I'm sticking then. by mine. I was right. I think I'm right with my when I locked in. Number six, by the 1970s, it was available in white, blue, and green. Number five, it's commonly found in offices. <laughs> Number four, it is now available in a pen, a tape, and a fluid. Oh, oh, oh wait, oh, I think I was right then. I th oh, seriously? Yeah. I, really? I think I, I'm, I'm going to lock in. 
Locking in. Garen, have you locked in? I I locked in, but I'm okay. wrong, because now I know what it is. Let's hear some answers. Uh, what you have, Elliot? All right, I think it's whiteout. Yeah, I thought whiteout. I was going to say shaving cream. I'm standing by my calculator. <laughs> I thought whiteout, too. Liquid calculator. <laughs> uh, the answer was liquid paper. Yes, whiteout. Yeah, cool. Uh, which is, which and you had that at nine? Yeah. That's Miss Mom? Is that right? That's uh, What's that? Yeah, my, the mom? guy from the Monkey. Oh, yeah, is that true? Mom. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Elliot, you many? didn't know that? I did not know that. Oh, that I was at the number seven or three to go. Huh? That should have been on that card. Her son. Well, there his. Oh yeah, is that uh, is that one of them at, at any point? Uh, nope. Interesting, because that's that's a pretty good that's, that's pretty a good bit of trivia. Yeah, good that trivia, is a good yeah. bit of trivia. Matt in the lead with nineteen points. All right, one last one. One last one. Keeping score. This is the last one. Number ten. She was born in El Center, California, to an aspiring actress and model mother and truck driver father. El Centro? Uh, El Cent- it says El Centra. Huh. C-E-N-T-R-E. Okay. <laughs> Number nine, due to severe undiagnosed dyslexia, she left high school at the age of 16. Number eight, this one's going to narrow it down a bit. She has won an Academy Award, a Grammy Award, an Emmy Award, and three Golden Globe Awards, and was honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Wait, wait, a Grammy, Emmy, Golden Academy Globe. Award, Grammy, an Emmy, and three Golden Globes, and has a star in the Hollywood Walk no of Fame. No Tony. Correct. Okay. That- she has the ego. <laughs> hey. Number seven, she has sold over 275 million records worldwide and is one of the most popular and biggest selling artists in music history. Oh, I'm loving this. Number six, she became a trendsetter in the world of fashion by helping to make bell bottoms, eccentric gowns, and hippie wear Locked popular. In. I'm in. Belknap's in. in. Garen's in. I, I'm mad because I I had I was thinking this before and now that confirmed. Now numbers I, numbers I thought, five through one are really gonna send it home. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna lock in here. All right, you're locked in. I'm, I am. Okay. I, and I should have done a two. So this ago. is just for Elliot, right? Yeah. Sorry. Number five. She was first recognized when she was one half of a talented musical duo. Yeah, I knew it. I'm in love with her. You know that. Oh, yeah, that's what. Well, now you've given it to me. Oh, I've, I've given got, you a clue. Yeah, yeah. got it. You got it. All right. Number four, 1979, legally changed her name to a first name only. Number three, in May 2000, she was presented with a lifelong contribution to the Music Industry Award at the World Music Awards. Number two, she was born Sherilyn Sarkisian. 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 It's May Madonna. 20th, 1946. <laughs> and number one, her overnight smash hit, I Got Damn You, it. Babe, was sung with partner Sherry. Sherry. <laughs> Sherry and Cher. Yeah, Sherry and Cher. <laughs> uh, you guys thought it was Cher, but it was uh, Sherry. So were we we each got five points on that? Uh, I got one less than whatever you got. That was tough I, because like I didn't know the like where she was born or her parents, but like I don't know why. I think because of you, I just have like I Cher was in my mind, and so when he got to the awards, I was like, it's it could be Cher. It's Cher. It's well, that, my, it's my love. Well, we got seven, right? You and I were in seven. I got it. I locked in it when they said she popularized bell bottoms. That was wasn't a day. That was me. But uh, that was uh, number six. She became <laughs> a trendsetter six. in the world of fashion. And that's when I, lo- I locked into the same spot. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I was I was thinking Madonna at that point, and I was like, that doesn't that can't be right. What's our scores, Garen? Matt's twenty five. Elliot seventeen. Me sixteen. Jimmy seventeen. So it sounds like I'm in. <laughs> Got a shower. Do one more. All right, one more. This fun, actually. Do one more. Yeah. Actually you you, you kind of downplayed it, and uh, you're curating well. Thank By the you. way, speaking of games, well, he looks for a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, we played that game that we got at your White Elephant uh, thing uh, over the weekend. It's the, um, <laughs> they made a board game out of 
Frankenberry. Oh yeah. Uh, Booberry and uh, <laughs> really yummy mummy. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. And at first we were like reading through it. The instructions were like, "This is gonna be terrible," but it actually ended up being kind of fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to get your cards into your cereal bowl, and whoever. Because, like, I guess putting a card in the cereal bowl is like you're taking a bite of the cereal, and whoever eats the most cereal wins. No. Yeah, it was fun. Who are you? Are you Booberry? I was Fruit Brute, the werewolf. I've never seen that cereal in person in my life. I saw it. I've heard of it, but I... There was a vanilla one at one point, too. Who was that? Which which monster was that? Uh, Is that Yummy Mummy? Mummy, maybe? Yummy Mm. Mummy is in the game, yeah. Yeah. Isn't there a wolf? What's the wolf? That's Fruit Brute. Fruit Fruit Brute. Brute. Yeah. Fruit Brute. Yeah, he's a werewolf. Mm-hmm. I, I really felt like they could have gotten a better name for the werewolf. Yeah. Right? You don't like Fruit Brute? No. Nah, brute werewolves really aren't say. brutes. Like, that's not the right word for a werewolf. Uh, well, I mean, if you think about it in role-playing terms, they're definitely a tank nobody. type of... Okay. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. <laughs> is about it. Nobody. Uh, nope. All right, our final, our final Quizniak moment. Right, here we go. Clue number 10. Mm-hmm. She was born July 1st, 1961. That's it. <laughs> the whole thing? <laughs> that was 10 through 1. Uh, her name is Susan. <laughs> uh, she was born July 1st, 1961. Number 9. She excelled at swimming and diving and longed to be a ballerina, but she was too tall. Hmm. I know who it is. Oh, I can't I think know. of her name. I'm thinking of who I it can't is. Think of her name. 61, though. That seems like she might be. Number, I know exactly what it is. Number 8. She married when she was 20 years old. This is her. Damn, I can't pull it. Number seven, after having two children, she was divorced on August 28th, 1996. Number six, after her very public divorce, she required required familial consent to take her children on holiday or to represent her country abroad. Number five, she was well known for her support of charity projects, in particular that of landmines. Oh, oh, damn it. Wait. Number, oh. f- number four oh. may send this home. Uh, you, 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 go ahead. You got one locked in? I guess I'm locking in. I guess I'm going to lock in. Locking, locking in on five? In. Locking in. I'm locking in. Five, I'll lock in. I am not. No, I'm okay. Not. Elliot, that, that, that'll, that diving or whatever thing threw me so far. Elliot, this one may, this one may bring it home for you. Number four, she was killed in a tragic car accident okay, on yeah. August 31st, oh. 1997. Yeah. My birthday. I've got Happy it. birthday, you Matt. Thanks. Yep. Hey, that's my son's birthday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I not saw Reba McIntyre in concert that night. What? What? I no. saw Reba McIntyre in concert that night. You were at a Reba McIntyre show the uh, night that this woman was uh, murdered. Yeah, and came she, home and to the news. Oh, so she didn't like say anything up from the stage? No, it was okay. new, because this was before. Was there talk she did it? <laughs> she was killed in a cra- tragic car accident. Right. That's okay. what the media said. Well, right. I think correct. she was murdered. Everybody's locked it in, it seems. Yes. So uh, uh, go ahead, Matt. Princess Diana. Yeah. 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 Was that was your I guess have. as well? You it was, yes. Oh, nice. Now, when, when did you lock it in? You locked it in on her very fu- public divorce? No, landmine. Land oh, landmines. Yeah. I, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, it's so weird that that came up because we were just talking about that yesterday uh over the boo game <laughs> yeah at lunch i think with the kids and um <laughs> i made myself laugh because i was like yeah yeah like oh because we were talking about i guess we were talking about someone who had aids and we had to explain what aids was to our children which is an odd conversation to have over lunch and then uh and then Zoe was like, oh, yeah, didn't Princess Diana do a lot of like charity work for AIDS? And we we're like, oh, yeah, that's right. And and also landmines. And then I said, like, yeah, she just she loved him. She just <laughs> couldn't get enough of him. <laughs> Big fan of landmines. Yeah. Put a percent behind him. All so, right. I got one more. All right. One, one more. Here we go. Yeah, Gary, give me one. a scoring update. Uh, Matt's got 30. I feel like I screwed up somewhere, but Matt has 30. Elliot has 22. I have 21. 
You have 22. That makes sense. We got to at least no, no, break that. Oh, we all got to at least so break that I think second Jimmy place. Jimmy should tie. have more than me. Because on all he the does. ones I answered. I do have less. one more than you. You said I had 22, right? And you, you said Jimmy had 22. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I should have tied. more than you. Uh, you should have two more. All right. So I got like 31 then maybe? <laughs> so I'll I'll change 24. How do I have one less than you? You're not doing well. Look, I can't keep track of that. I just know that. Jimmy, I'm going to make you 24. Yeah. that. I'm going to make me 37. We need the listeners to do the scorekeeping and tell us when you hear this. Tell us what the score actually was. Because I think that, that makes sense. Okay. Here we go, Rich. Final one. Final Quizniak of the day. Clue number 10. He was born June 14th, 1961 in London, England. That's the same year Same year as Lady Wow. That's true. Okay. That's Prince Charles. Number nine. He was originally going to call his band Sex Gang Children. Probably uh, seems it doesn't say it here, but I think what they were going to say is he uh, made a good choice not naming his band <laughs> Sex Gang Children. Okay. Number eight. Uh, I'm in. I'm locked in. in. You're locked in. I am. Love I'm going to lock it at this nine. This is what I like. I'm going to lock eight. it. If I'm right, I, I might win the game. Absolutely. If I'm yeah. wrong, I'm I, I going to win anyway. This is fair. Number eight, he's worked as a DJ, songwriter, author, clothing designer, and photographer. I am not going to win this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and lock in. Why All not? All right. Sure. Number seven, his music is classified as blue-eyed soul, a combination of rhythm, blues, and reggae. Oh, I got I'm locking in. Locking oh. in on seven. That's number seven for you. I'm in, too. And so is that everybody? That's, that's everybody. That's everybody. All right. I think I'm wrong. Let me hear it. Rod Stewart. Okay. Eric Clapton. I thought it was Johnny Rotten. I thought it was Sting. You're all wrong. I'm going to keep going just to see if we can I thought it was Sting, too, as my second guess. Number six was his was the first group since the Beatles to have three top ten hits in the U.S. from a debut album. Oh, Rick Astley? Nope. I have a second guess. I think you're going to get it from this one. Okay. His 1982 debut album was entitled Kissing to be Clever. Oh, that's uh, Boy George. That is Boy George. Oh. Yes. Boy George. That was a tough one. Wow. Blue White Soul, huh? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. of course. Sting I would not, not call that Blue White Soul. I would not call. But 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 does. the reggae part is kind of in there. But the Blue White Soul, that, that, that's Daryl Hall. That's Paul Young. Yeah, but that, is that's but, not Boy George, man. It's not Boy George. Is no. Blue White Soul just white guys doing soul like music? White guys. That, I honestly think that term only applies to Daryl Hall. Like there are, I mean, no, Paul Young, Rick Astley. Well, like, Daryl no, Hall no, doesn't no, like no, the Rick, term at all. Rick Astley is not that. No, from no Paul Young. Rick Astley, not Rick Astley, uh, Daryl Hall, where it's got a little bit of a, a rasp. Uh, uh, you know what? I could put I could put Rick Astley. Yeah, you that. fucking asshole. Yeah, you motherfucking <laughs> my face in front of Rich Summer like he's this. He's obviously uh, singing R&B, and he's a fucking white asshole. But so. he's got, uh, he's not a white, he's an asshole by any <laughs> means. He's a wonderful man. From your part of Patrol with Daryl Hall. Yeah, remember what he, he said? He does not like it. He said there's no such thing as blue-eyed soul. There's just soul. Yeah, he hates it. He really does. What do you think of the phrase? And he goes, I fucking hate it. Yep. We had to bleep it. Do you yep. think? But I, do you think really? that that term was invented because of him? Because oh, of him? That's because I always think of him, and like mm. I, it just feels like that was really only because this guy with blue eyes sounded like a right. like a real soul singer, and it was like shocking. That's and a great question. Like discon- Like is Michael Bolton considered that? Boy, does he have blue eyes? <laughs> is that the only? Do you actually have to have? I don't blue think eyes. you have to actually have the blue eyes. It sounds like you have to be white. That's what it sounds like. You, you definitely have to be white. It so does, it should be white skin soul. It does seem like it's a little racist. I think blue eyes. It's like reverse, reverse, reverse racism, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, when will we have our day? The real problem in this country. <laughs> I do. I. I sort of. I'm not an expert. I sort of feel like it does apply to Michael Bolton. I think it might. Yeah. Well, musically, he's definitely singing soul music, and he's definitely one. Yeah, there's no question. He's the soul provider. That's right. It's right in the, it's right well, in the he, name. Well, at least he wants to be. Those first few albums of his are very, very good. 
Very, Absolutely. very good. By the way, talented fella. I, I'm mad that I thought that Sting was born in 61. Of course, Sting is older than that. Mm-hmm. He has to be. Oh, yeah. Eric Clapton, too, right? Yeah. yeah. You know who's not? And Rod Stewart, too. Boy George. He's exactly that age. I remember when he and Lady Di were out for a ride. <laughs> he went, you know, one day, you won't come out of this alive. <laughs> he knew it. Yeah. He knew it. Yeah, I think he, he was involved. He was. He had a real Cassandra complex. He was always seen into the future. No one would listen to him. Though. I don't know what that is. That's a reference that's, I don't get. It's from Greek mythology. Yeah. There was. A, oh. Yeah, there was a woman who saw the future. She said, "She." I think she's the one. That, didn't she tell uh, Oedipus's dad, "Like your son is going to." Yeah, that sounds right. It's it, definitely like an Odysseus. Yeah, that's. I, th- I think it had something to do with the, with the story of Oedipus. I think I just stared at the chalkboard that day, and just wanting it to be over in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> that day in the bank. That day quiet. in the bank. Uh, Rich, thank you for coming over. Thank you for having me. Always great to see you, the that great Rich Summer. Look for him very soon on the CW. Yeah. He'll be the one that's over twenty-two <laughs> in the cast. You know what? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, one of my favorite shows, has a lot of people who are not twenty-two years old. No, that's on true. It. You know, it's an old. It's an old stereotype I have of the CW yeah. that they cast totally. They, to their credit, they have really uh, made an effort to sort of broaden their. Yeah, uh, yeah. their I mean, they definitely have their Riverdales and their sure. shows that are like teen shows. Yeah. But, yeah. Somebody tweeted out the other day, I forget who it was, that they were at a uh, at a diner and they overheard two kids talking about the Archie comic and how gross it was that they've made a, this awful comic based on Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny. Like, they've made them clowns. Like they were complaining. <laughs> That's wow. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, all right, on behalf of the Pop Culture Beast, looking both. Oh, wait, uh, Matt, before I forget, we, uh, we have to, uh, and I'm sure you already did this in the plugs, but I'll yeah. do it conversationally. Uh, the Comedy House in Dallas. We will be there March the 1st. That's the ah. Friday night. That's a brand new date. Obviously, it's after the fact. Now, Matt yeah. already told you about it, in the, uh, but I wanted to bring it up in the... Uh, and I will say, since we're doing that, I'll probably mention the plugs too. Uh, get your finances in order. There's only a couple of weeks left in the uh, in season 23. We'll have right. more info next week about uh, the new season and packages and all that stuff. All right, sounds fantastic. And once again, we thank Rich Summer for coming by. Uh, friend, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to start saying family of the show. Yeah. Hey. There are some people that are family hey. of the show. Mm-hmm. I think Rich Summer oh, uh, certainly fits that bill. On behalf of the pop culture beast, looking at movies over there. That's Garen Cockrell. The I Miss Control. That's the captain, Elliot Hopper. Dashboard, that's the Hunter Matt Belknap. That's our, of course, our new friend, our family. Rich <laughs> Summer. I'll just be part of the next Ah, the podcast. AK 47, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com. <laughs> <laughs>